back on our Muller Lacrosse Podcast postseason edition number two as the Crusaders now into the regional finals after a 9-6 victory in the semifinals over Mason on Tuesday night, May the 14th. And that will set up the rematch against the St. Xavier Bombers. And yeah. St. Xavier also with a record of 15-6 and six coming in. But as you look through and, and see what they've done in the playoffs coming in, they're playing extremely well right now. They are, I, you know, no doubt about it. You know, they've rolled some teams uh, during the playoff. Um, you know, I think uh, you know their bracket might have had some different teams in there that our bracket didn't. But you know, at the end of the day, they're they're doing extremely well and playing at a high level, and we're playing at a high level, and that's what you want in a regional final. You want to, you know, two teams coming in battle tested, a uh, little hungry. You know, one trying to get back to a state final. You know, one you know trying to get back from two years ago. Yep. Um, you know, two of the better teams in the city, you know, battling it out, and that's all you can ask for. That's exactly the way you hope that it comes down to rivalry aside. So yeah. we'll, we'll talk about that. This is a rematch as well. You played them earlier in the year. That was the big game played at Nippert Stadium at UC, and it was a game. The final score, I, I still maintain, doesn't indicate – how close that game was. The game no, I, sixteen to eight was the final, but that game was a lot closer. Yeah, you know, looking at I was looking at our stats today. <clears throat> stats today, just kind of getting a feel for things. And you know, you you take away the second quarter. That's where yep. we fell apart. Yep. You know, there it's a two goal difference in the third and the fourth in the first and the third quarter. So, you know, you look at the second quarter, that's where we kind of fell apart. So, you know, moving forward again, a team that predicates himself on transition and and, set, and certainly ball movement. Um, you know, we got to be very, uh, you know, careful with, you know, how we play this defense. You know, we want to get out aggressively. We want to get out on their hands. We want to disrupt our shooters. But at the same time, we got to make sure that we have those backside fills and we got to make sure that, you know, we're covering up the inside in case there's cutters and things like that. So, I mean, we've got plenty of film on them and, and we've been looking at it as far as the staff goes. All year long, we've pretty much said, you know, we focus on ourselves. You know, we tell our guys what they need to do. Uh, as, as, you know, in order to, to win the game and be successful, you know, we're not out there, um, you know, doing big uh, scout plans and, and things like that. We just kind of let them know right off, you know, right before the, uh, you know, start of the game. Okay, you're, you're guarding this guy and you're guarding this guy and let's go out and, you know, just, you know, play our system and play our brand of lacrosse. How are things different for your team now when you, from when you played them back on April the fifth? I mean, you're you're talking a month oh, ago. I mean, it's a, they're night and day. I mean, you've got uh, you got Ianels playing at a at a great level right now. You're playing. He's playing with a, a full head of confidence. Well, and go back and, to that game because you're still yeah. at that point the, the first time still trying to figure out. The still trying to figure out yeah. things. You know, kind of giving the nod a little bit to Ian, and and that's like I think that kind of like where he started be, like getting sick. You know, whether it's breaking, you know, spring break and everyone's getting really tired. And, you know, he, he I think right there at that stretch where St. X and then into the other tougher games, you know, he was down for like two, two and a half weeks, right. flu and everything like that. So, um, you know, we had uh, we had Schmidt in there in, in the goal. And, you know, it's a, that's a big time experience for uh, for a sophomore. Now, he had like, I think, seven saves, which is good. Um, you know, but yeah, I mean, we're working on which, which goalie we're going to, uh, kind of continue to use. We didn't have, you know, that's when, um, Ivan, Ivan was uh, playing with a broken wrist. I mean, and the next day it was in a cast. Right. So, you know, you have those two things that are, uh, you know, we're playing at a better level now with both those guys. You know, Ivan's doing really well at the faceoffs. We're doing really well and solid in the goal and the goal with, uh, Ian Ellis. So, those two things can be a different changer, you know, different and be a game changer for us. And then you look at their defense. Our defense is playing like a six-man unit. 
very solid. Our offense, you know, we're getting offense from all different places. We're not just getting it from the attack. We're getting it from the midfield. We're getting it from multiple people, which is what you need in a situation like that. Well, that's great if you don't know where the shot It is regional final sign for the third straight year for the Moeller lacrosse program as tonight it is the Moeller lacrosse program looking to try to get back to the state final four as they will go up against their arch rival, the Bombers from St. Xavier High School. Hi again, everybody. We welcome you in to Taylor High School. We are at Yellow Jacket Field way down on the river, the west side of town as the regional finals for Region 4 have brought us here to Taylor High School as tonight the Moeller Crusaders in a rematch will play the St. Xavier Bombers. I'm Greg Waddell, very happy to be here with you again tonight and joined again by Dwayne Titus with me here again for tonight's game. Dwayne, good to see you and what better night, uh, what, what better way to try to get to the state final four than to do it against your arch rival? Isn't this the way it's supposed to be? I think it is. I think you're exactly right. Great to be here. Thanks for having me back. Had a lot of fun last time. Me too. And hopefully the uh, Crusaders came to play this time. I'll tell you what, I want to see a uh, little different result than we had in uh, Nippert Stadium. Absolutely. So, you know, and, and we just heard, and if you are just joining us now on the broadcast and, or listening to it uh, on archive version, what you heard before that was a little bit of the podcast did earlier in the week with head coach Sean McGinnis, and he was talking a little bit about the previous matchup that was all the way back over a month ago. In fact, it was about six weeks ago, a month and a half, April the 5th, Nippert Stadium. This Moeller team is a lot different than it was at that night. They are a lot different, and I'll tell you what, there's some eerily similar details <laughs> to 2017, I got to say. Watching them go through this in 2017 and watching this thing turn around here two years later, we're taking almost the same path we did back in 2017. Uh, since the second round, we had to go to Springboro in 17, had to go to Mason and win. And now we're back against X in the regional finals the way it should be. Well, you can even go back to the MS, uh, the MSCL, MSLCA where it was a, an open bid that year, too. Didn't They weren't part of the, the either the A or B brackets, too. So you, you kind of had to play in that open bracket. It was taking a little bit of lumps at that time, but you kind of learned from some of those things. Absolutely. And I'll tell you what, I think strength of schedules really helped them. They've grown as a team. They've grown individually. And I'll tell you what, the biggest thing, their confidence is growing. And that's one thing. They are walking around with some swagger. I thought they had their tail between their legs when they went into Nipper back in April to, to meet the um, Bombers. But um, a lot different. I mean, di it, different story this time. And, and it's what kind of the, the whole point was when we were talking to Sean as well about this is it just the confidence that this team has, has gotten. You, you've kind of answered some questions, too. I know Sean still had a lot of questions that he was trying to figure out and work through. He was going through the, the whole goaltending situation. Really, Ian Ellis and Logan Wagner-Schmidt at that point were still trying to kind of distinguish themselves, both very young, just sophomores, so trying to figure out where they fit with, within everything. You had Ivan Anderson, who ended up getting hurt. He had been hurt, played in that game hurt, and then yes. was out for a while after that. So a lot of those questions have kind of been answered since then. They have, and that's, that's the two biggest questions I think we had coming into the season was we were really young at goal and really young at the faceoff. And of course, in lacrosse, those are two crucial, crucial <laughs> yeah. positions. So they've shored that up. Those kids have got a lot of confidence. They're playing a lot better. Ellis has really done wonders in the cage. I'll tell you what, he has come on in the playoffs. Yep. And he has made some big saves, saves you didn't see earlier in the year. 
Uh, and that all has to do with confidence. And, and when you get that confidence, a, a hot goaltender in soccer, a hot goaltender in hockey, obviously a hot goaltender in lacrosse can take you a long way. Let's go back. A 9-6 win over Mason a couple of nights back at Mason High School. That also was a rematch. You talked about it just a couple of minutes ago, how it kind of it, it mirrored what happened back in 2017. It did. They were out to avenge a, a regular season loss again. They lost to Mason again. Close by game. one, yep, close just like game. they did in 17, they came back out. And I'll tell you what, it was swagger from the beginning. They went out, set the tone, got physical early, which is, I think, what they need to do today. Get physical, set the tone, take the game to them. Don't sit back and let them take the game to us. Absolutely so. And, of course, obviously, X comes in with a, a lot of confidence as well. They are coming off really some very lopsided wins in the state tournament. They beat Oak Hills by 17 goals. They turn around and beat Loveland, who was not a bad team at all, beat them 15-8, to eight, and then also uh, beat Sycamore by 21-5. to five. That was their last game that brought them into this state or through this uh, regional final matchup. So we're getting ready to uh, go through. Uh, I'm not sure they're doing the opening prayer or the national anthem here, but we'll take a quick break here, and then as they're going through the starting lineups, we'll come back here and get you set up for tonight's game. It's the regional finals, a trip to the state final four. It's no better than that in <laughs> lacrosse. It's Moeller and St. X. It's all coming up on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. ESP Media has been producing and operating websites, mobile apps, game films, broadcasts, and social media content since 2010. We have entered into an exciting partnership with Sidearm Sports, the number one provider of collegiate athletic websites in the world. If you're reevaluating your athletic website's overall look and day-to-day -day operation, ESP Media can assist you. Reach us today at 513-655-4966 or email us at sales at ESPMediaSN.com. Join ESP Media and Sidearm Sports to be the Leader. Filling an opening at your company means more than just finding an employee. You're looking for a fit, a match. Robert Half understands that. We know you need someone who can do the work, someone who complements your culture. And of course, you need that someone fast. When it all comes together, it makes for a perfect fit. Satisfaction guaranteed. Robert Half, the matching experts in accounting, finance, IT, legal, marketing, and administrative staffing. Visit roberthalf.com radio for more information. For every hero, there is an origin story. An experience that made them who they are. For a new generation of explorers, pioneers, and innovators, that experience is calling. Offering a different kind of education, one guided by distinguished professors who understand experience is the best teacher. Greatness lies beyond the classroom. This is where you start. University of Cincinnati. Do more. Alabama Fish Bar, the Taste of Cincinnati 2017 winner. Alabama Fish Bar located in Over the Rhine at 1601 Race Street, Cincinnati. Go to alabamafishbar.com to learn more about this 26-year-old staple serving the freshest fish in historic downtown Cincinnati. Open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Closed all major holidays. Getting answers, finding solutions, Local 12 News investigates. As soon as we called you, everything happened very quickly. Not afraid to ask the tough questions. Taking action, getting the truth. Local 12 News investigates. Jimmy John's America's number one sandwich delivery fast. That's speaking. I'm on my way. I'm in the back.
backyard here, Ed. Wow, you are fast. Yes, sir, freaky fast and freaky good, but I gotta say, I've never delivered to a dude in a doghouse. Well, I'm definitely in the doghouse. I thought in the doghouse was just an expression, a figure of speech. Well, the doghouse is a very real place. How long are you condemned to your canine quarters? Too soon to tell, but on the bright side... The doghouse has a bright side? Yeah, the wife can't throw a laugh this far. Oh, I guess she's been working out. and the St. X Bombers ready to get things going here. Greg Waddell, Dwayne Titus with you to call this game as we take a quick look at the starting a lot of 93 degrees too. Dwayne, I wanted to go down and talk to Sean McGinnis, but he was very, very busy as well. We'll, talk, we'll get the lineups here in a second. The hottest game of the year for either of these teams. It's not going to be any hotter for one or the other. No, it's not. not. I'll tell you what, if the... Uh, We'll see who's been hydrating the last couple days and who hasn't when it comes to the second half, especially the fourth quarter. When you see guys starting to go down with cramps, yep. we're going to know that was a no-no. I'll tell you what, 93 degrees, it looks like it's snowing with the ragweed blowing around <laughs> here. It just doesn't feel like it. The senses are a little messed up. Yeah, that is true. As long as we don't start sneezing or anything, too, we'll, we'll be good to go. As we take a look at the starting lineup, it will be Ian Ellis in net again for the Crusaders, 11-2 on the season. A very impressive record on the attack for the Crusaders. Up front, it'll be Theo Becker, Zach Kroger, and Brendan Sigurdsson, who this week was named the Region 4 Player of the Year. Incredible accomplishment for Brendan Sigurdsson, of course, number two all-time in scoring, number one in assist for Molar Crusaders all-time. Well-deserved. What an integral part of this Crusader brotherhood the last four years, and uh, we look forward to a couple more games after this. Absolutely so. Not done yet. That is exactly the case. In the middle of the midfielders for the Crusaders, it'll be sophomore Lane Miller, and then a couple of seniors, Dylan Warner, who was named second team midfielder in Region 4, along with Cole Grillio. Back defensively for the Crusaders, you got Ben Dalmeyer, freshman Jackson Garrett, and senior, and now 
just graduated less than 24 hours ago. It's son of Dwayne, that would be Braden Titus out there, having himself a wonderful year named Regent First Team Defense. Congratulations on that. Absolutely, and another region uh, second teamer was Mitty Dylan Warner. Exactly. Another nope. senior. They'll be headed to Cleveland State. Out right now it is Ivan Anderson going up against Charlie Williams, who was the first team all-region face-off man. So this is where it all gets started, and we are underway. Williams pops the ball up, and he'll head right downfield. He'll pass it off left side. Quick shot, score. Sanex on the board just like that. Andrew Green, as he's able to get one in. Not even 10 seconds in. Well, and that's something we have to stop. If you can't get the clamp on the face off, you at least have to inhibit Williams from running down the field and starting to break. X is going to break any time that they can get the fast break going. We can't be a man down, essentially, in transition. Otherwise, they're going to capitalize like they just did. Yeah, that goal coming within uh, the first 10 seconds of the game. So right back to the X we go as St. X grabs the one nothing lead, that all-important first goal before really – Anybody had a chance to catch their breath as the faceoff violation. It's going to be a violation on the Crusaders as jumping just a quick fast was Ivan Anderson. So, ball put in play. St. X has it as they will set up the first really offensive rush here in the first quarter. Already 1-0. St. X with the lead here. Trip to the final four on the line. Moeller going right to left here in this opening quarter. Now, what we're looking for from the Crusaders, Greg, is a little more pressure defense this time. They were... Uh, and a shot in on net. Nice save as to, making that one is Ian Ellis. I had to hold my breath on that one while <laughs> I was talking about. But the pressure defense is what we're looking for. We kind of sat back last time and let them dictate the game to us. That's what we talked about in the pregame. We have to take it to them. Let's see if we can make this clear now. And Crusaders need to get the ball back upfield as right now it's Cole Grillo working through the middle. Gets over across midfield, headed towards the box and gains the box and will peel back. So first offensive opportunity for the Crusaders. That's a big save, Dwayne, for the Crusaders after giving up that game opening goal in the first shot. Absolutely. Ellis saw that one all the way in. That was a nice shot, nice save though. He made 13 saves in that game against Mason the other night to get the Crusaders to this spot as the Crusaders now, their midfielders, Lane Miller, Dylan Warner, Cole Grillo. Taking the ball down into that right corner is Lane Miller. Crusaders really slowing the rush down here right now. Miller behind the net, passes it off left side. Kroger up high, Grillo. He'll pass it over to the right side. Becker trying to dodge down, but he'll pass behind the net. Sigurdsson now with the ball. Sigurdsson working his way to the side of the net, right side. Trying to flip a shot off, lost the handle of the ball. It's picked up off the turf by St. X, and the Bombers regain control of it. Sigurdsson never got that shot off. Ball knocked out of his stick. Ball bounced around, fell out of his stick. So now it's St. X bringing the ball upfield. They'll get the box and peel back as they'll set up now, leading it 1-0 as we're about two minutes into this first quarter. Here at Taylor High School, we're way down. In fact, Moeller taking the, we call it the executive cheese. They had the air conditioning on their bus. The regular cheese for St. X, they came with the windows down. It's a steamy little night here for sure down on the uh, river of the, the Little Miami, the Great Miami? The Great Miami. Great Miami. Miami. I'll tell you what, I was looking forward to Moeller bringing the uh, – Oh, a shot off the, the turf. Bounces in and scores. That's Jack Baranski making it 2-0 St. X. And that's just a uh, – it seemed like Ellis was probably shielded on that. You didn't see that. That was a good bouncing shot. But he seemed to be late to react on that. So he must not have had a clear view to the ball. You talked about Moeller bringing the executive shovel shuttle down. I was looking forward to them bringing the uh, white – 
what we called the uh, prison bus down. That was a good <laughs> look rolling into Anderson two years ago on that thing. I guess it was a little longer ride this time. Just a tad bit with a throw in the traffic and make for a, a little bit of a excursion over here. Need to turn things up though. Now trailing at two nothing as inside 940 left on the clock. So back to the X we go. A little bit better effort this time. Reese Boggs out there for the Crusaders on the ball, or on the turf ball, picked up though, back the other way. Comes St. X, shot off the turf and saved by Ian Ellis as that shot taken by Jack and Jake Anding. And another save there for Ian Ellis and Crusaders will take it back the other direction now as the big boy throwing it up, Jackson Garrett, but that ball in and out of the Crusaders stick and picked up now by St. X and turnover by Moeller gives St. X another opportunity. And that's something we have to limit is unforced errors. I'll tell you what, we've had a couple of them already. And they're going to come back and bite us. We talked about that, the Mason game, back in the uh, regular season. It's going to do the same thing here. We have to limit our turnovers, and we have to create turnovers on the other end. It is St. X with the ball right now. Luke Ferransky, the younger brother of Jack, who scored moments ago, passes the ball off. Trevor Gilmore working his way back up high into the middle. He was first team all region. Trevor Gilmore passing behind the net, but that an error pass, and that gets by Andrew Green, goes out of bounds, and there's an unforced turnover by St. X. Absolutely. They had a little pressure defense. I think that may have led to some of that, so that's good. That's what we need to see, more turnovers. So the Crusaders will get the ball now as passing that one back off the end. Braden Titus, he'll pass it to his goalkeeper as Ian Ellis throws it left side over to Dalmeyer, who avoids one check, makes his way over midfield. Passing the ball up ahead, in stride, picking it up is T.J. Rotello. Down low, he shoots and scores. T.J. Rotello from his ankles unleashes that one. I'll tell you what, Bowler's M.O. has been slow the ball down, start offense. T.J. looked up, it looked like the sea parted. He was going to the rack no matter what, and I'm glad he did. We need to pass break a little bit more, create some pressure, unsettled offensive opportunities, and that's what can happen. So the sophomore, T.J. Rotello, his 20th of the year, brings the Crusaders to within one and two to one. That goal coming inside the 8.30 mark. So 2-1 to Crusaders now as we're trailing back at the X as Charlie Williams out to battle. And again, it looks like Reese Boggs is out there. That ball flipped backwards. Williams going to get it, though. And then he'll pass it backwards. And St. X will regress back near their own net before... Passing off to Charlie Hutchins. The goaltender starts his way upfield. He'll pass it back left side. Across midfield, St. X will get it. Trying to make their way up to the 30-yard line and gain the box. They do just that, so they'll set up their offense now. Moving across the field. And passing that one off was Andrew Green. That ball bounced behind it. Actually, Andrew Green has it now as he takes that pass from Tom Gosley. He'll send it around over to the left side and back up to the midfield as Jack Baranski has it. He'll give it off to the brother, Luke Varansky. Luke makes a dodge, passing it into the middle. Getting a little pressure, trying a little behind the back shot was Noah Reedy, but that errant shot, like his stick got hit and will roll out of bounds. I think the ball went off of Jackson Garrett. Jackson had his uh, stick wedged up under his arms and Reedy tried to go behind the head with it and I think it went off of uh, Garrett's head. Noah Reedy, quite the hockey player too, as he was all city and hockey. St. X keeps the ball, leading it two to one. Starting off that left side, but that pass, or that shot rather by Noah Reedy. Again, looked like his stick got hit as he tried to unleash that shot. Flies high and wide. 
Yeah, it was a deflection. Uh, somebody got a hold of his stick. I think it was maybe uh, Miller on defense. Yep, Lane Miller was back there providing that defense. Uh, St. X keeps it coming from behind the net now as Trevor Gilmore. He'll pass that one back up high. That'll get by everybody. Ball comes near midfield as Zach Kroger trying to get a ground ball. Flip backwards. It's going to be an over back anyway. Crusaders take it. Brandon Sigurdsson has it. Makes his way downfield. Passes it off left side, but Kroger couldn't receive the pass. Ball stays in play. Kroger picks it up behind the net. Kroger got a big ground ball there after this, after he got it knocked out of his stick. And he passes it off to Sigurdsson. He will throw it back out near midfield. And taking that pass is the Crusaders' Cole Grillo. And Crusaders will reset. Good hustle effort there by Zach Kroger to keep that ball in play. That was another turnover by X. That's really what we want to see. We want to keep forcing the issue down here on defense. Dylan Warner off the turf. He shoots and scores. That's somebody who's big, 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 big for the Crusaders of late. He has woke up in this last half of the season, and he is playing some lacrosse. And they're going to need it tonight as well. What a great, great move and a great bounce shot by Warner. Off the turf is 38th goal of the year, the Cleveland State-bound Dylan Warner. As he now has 83 career points as the Crusaders have battled back to tie things up at two. That's huge. That's exactly what they have to do. You give a punch, take a punch. Yep. We just need to see if we can hold them off and maybe take a lead here soon. So back to the X we go. All even Steven here inside the 630 mark. Faceoff went cleanly by Williams. He'll come right downfield. Send a shot in, but nice easy save for Ian Ellis as he calmly makes the save. Passes it outward to Ben Dalmeyer. Has the ball knocked out of his stick. X picks it right back up. They'll turn the attack right back in to the offensive zone. They've got it. Left side as they'll peel back and slow things down. Andrew Green will pass off to Jack Dealey. And St. X regains control of the ball. Quinn Evans out now for the Bombers. Evans running down that right side. He'll go right, extend to go behind the net, circle over to the left side, pass back up high, and Jack Dealey has it. Dealey trying to work his way through, has the ball knocked free, picked out of the air by the big boy, Conlon O'Brien. The Crusaders, Conlon O'Brien starts it upfield, gets it to Zach Kroger, who hasn't lost it. Ball on the turf, picked up by St. X. As Kroger providing some pressure, but back defensively is Michael Bevington to find that loose ball, and Zach Kroger couldn't quite retrieve that ball on the run. St. X an outlet feed all the way across midfield. That ball in and out of the stick of Noah Reedy, picked up by Lane Miller. Miller has it for the Crusaders as turnovers back and forth we go, and back come the Crusaders now. They'll get the ball upfield and slowing it down. Miller to Becker, right back to Lane Miller. A little sloppy here in the heat, a little back and forth. Ball's bouncing off of sticks, guys not looking it in. Maybe a little nerves on each side. Could be, yeah, as we're just under five minutes now to go here. First quarter all tied at two. A berth in the state final four on the line. And the longtime rivals in everything going at it, coming off the goal line extended a pass across by TJ Rotello, but I don't know if he was passing or shooting that. We're gonna say a stick hit. So that's gonna be a deflected shot, and the Crusaders will maintain the ball. That was a shot, and at the end of the play, it looked like he got pushed into the crease, but there was a no call there. And it'll be Theo Becker coming off the right sideline, running behind the net over to the left side. He'll pass it back up high and taking it. Cole Grillo, he had to take it off the turf, misfired, but he'll pass it off right side lane. Miller trying to get a shot off, but that one deflected and goes over the inline. 
backed up by the Crusaders. You know, something else, Dwayne, we didn't think about, sun down here as well. There could be some sun issues going on. Yeah, especially on the far side of the field. It looks like the shadows are starting to creep across the field from us on the way over. So I've watched like, any passes going over to the far side of the field. Could, could become an issue here in the next hour. We got a timeout on the field. We'll keep it right here as the Crusaders and the St. X Bombers tied at two as we're under 4.30 to go here. 4.22 remaining in this first quarter. St. X got out to the lead first. They had the first two goals, but then the Crusaders were able to battle right back and tie things up. Andrew Green scored eight seconds in. Then Jack Ferransky, the senior, scored, but then T.J. Rotello and Dylan Warner have tied things up for the Crusaders. That's where we stand with 4.22 to go. By the way, Ben Dalmeyer had an assist on that T.J. Rotello goal. So you're like, I know you, you smile there when the long stick guys get those points. We like to get the poles involved, you know. <laughs> They're always down there, no accolades. They get to beat on people a lot, but they don't get to handle the ball a lot on the offensive end of the, the field. Tell you what, that uh, so far Moeller has won the turnover battle, and we need to keep that in our favor. X has four turnovers, Moeller has three, and that flurry of uh, back and forth out there. Yeah, so that's definitely something to keep a track on, and yeah, I wonder if the Sun did play a part of that one. Score update uh, from Region 3, the uh, regional finals. Upper Arlington and Worthington-Kilburn going at it, and UA has a 3-1 lead. On, or the other way around, Worthington-Kilburn has a 3-1 lead over UA, so... Keep an eye on that one. The other regional finals in Region 1, it is Dublin Kaufman versus Dublin Jerome. And Region 2, St. Ignatius and Shaker Heights will go at it. All those teams playing tonight with a berth in the state final four on the line. Crusaders taking the ball off the end line. They'll bring it in play, but then oh, they're going to turn it over. What was that called? They called an illegal screen. Uh, Cole Grillio, the defender, got into Grillio, made contact. Whether it was or it wasn't, the official called it. And that's one big thing that... Uh, I want to see the uh, Crusaders do when they get a screen set on them by uh, X make sure you make contact you have to make the official blow the whistle and that's what happened and X got it in their favor there's a pass by X intercepted though as Conlon O'Brien using that tight end scale intercepted that one quick rush by the Crusaders shot score off the turf Theo Becker from the right side gives the Crusaders their first lead how about another assist by a pole? Colin O'Brien, he got the cause turnover, picked the ball off in the air, ran it downfield, off to Becker. Becker scored. What a great transition. I want to see more of that. That goal comes with 3.51 left in the first lead of the night for the Crusaders, 34th of the year for Theo Becker. So three different goal scorers for Moeller after St. X led it 2-0. 3-2 our score here as... It's Reese Boggs back at the X going up against Charlie Williams. Reese Boggs, the senior, trying his luck against the faceoff man of the year. Nice job as tied up. Looked like Williams won it, but then knocked free. Crusaders come through and pick it off the turf as they will set things up now as coming through is Daniel Dunlop. Crusaders at midfield playing across. They'll get the ball up over the red line, over the box, but then they're going to call are they going offsides? They called an offsides. Um, I couldn't tell. There were people jumping back and forth. But the one thing everybody has to keep track of is you have to count forward. I'm not sure the Crusaders had more than six forward. Everybody thinks, ah, if they've got too many on the field, it's not so much too many on the field. It's six men forward. So, so that gives the ball back to St. X as we are coming down. Under three and a half to go here. First quarter action. Moeller three, St. X two. 
Right side, Jack Dealey for St. X. Cutting his way, goal line extended right side. Floats back up, passing it back up high to the middle as with it, Luke Varansky. Luke Varansky, the freshman, sends a shot in. That went blocked out front and picked off the turf by Blake Gillis out in front. And then Gillis tried to flip it off, but that went knocked down and picked right back up by St. X's Luke Varansky. So St. X maintains possession. Greg, those are things we have to have. First time ground balls. We got to make sure we get those things and possess them. Gillis ended up with the ball on his stick and was almost a little surprised. He tried to get out of traffic, but there were too many people around him. Trevor Gilmore and Luke Varansky with the ball right now, back and forth, back to Gilmore as we're coming down to 2.20 to go. Flip behind the Moeller net, St. X trying to work it right back out front, shot score. Andrew Green, he was right on the doorstep on that right side, able to flip that one by and tie things at three. Gilmore got the ball back to X to Green and our defender was just a little out of position, got hung up by the net. Green made a beeline for this side of the net and Ellis had to try to stop one at point blank coming around. So back and forth we go and tied up now 3-3 as Andrew Green, his second goal of the year. He's got 30 plus goals on the season for the Bombers. Now at the faceoff X right now, Boggs did a great job last time. He didn't get the clamp on Williams, but he got in his way. And I think it was Dunlap that got the ground ball. We just have to make sure we possess it. We're not gonna get the clamp every time or many times against Williams, but we at least have to get the ground ball if we can make them cough it up. This time Williams flips it backwards, chases it down and passes off. So St. X deep in their own zone have it. They will pass across midfield. Eddie Crumdick with it. Crumdick, one of the long poles, passes it off, but that one dropped by St. X, loose on the turf. Coming through, Dalmeyer finds the loose ball, picks it up and his pass across field, intercepted and turned right back over. Here comes St. X now. Left side, but they're gonna blow this one dead. They were offsides. They had a guy trying to jump over and the official was right there and saw it. Well, they're gonna actually confer right now. The two officials are. It looked like he picked that ball up on the 45 yard line on the wrong side of midfield for St. X. Yeah, they had, uh, it looked like seven to me over there. That's an official's timeout with a minute 52 to go. They're gonna let X keep the ball though. Mm. They missed that one. Well, that's the way it goes sometimes. Yep. Moeller's just gonna have to pick it up, be mentally tough and get after it here. Here comes Luke Varansky down the middle. Takes a big whack from Conlon O'Brien. Varansky will pass it off back to his right, behind him to Quinn Evans, who starts right down the middle, and he'll flip off. Noah Reedy has it. Little stutter step, works his way into the middle, passes it off, nice job, tipping it away. Loose ball on the turf. A battle on the ground for it, still near the side of the net, left side. And then a whistle's gonna blow it dead. They got and a loose ball push on the Crusaders. There was a scrum down there. Somebody in white hit the ground, so the whistle blew. So X will get it a little closer to the sideline. A little bit farther away from the net with under a minute and a half to go here, first quarter. Axel to regroup. Quinn Evans up high to Luke Baranski. Luke Baranski. They tied up Colin O'Brien, passes it off to Rodriguez. Shot, nice save off the turf. What a save by Ellis. I'll tell you what, Reedy got free, went right to the rack, and Ellis made a great, great save going down to the ground to hit that short bouncer. He took that one right off the turf, deflected, but then it was maintained by St. X, so they'll bring it off the end line. Quinn Evans has it. Evans gets a screen, moves to his right, and gets met by Lane Miller. Noah Reedy got hit. He's a little slow to get up. That was uh, a lot of meat hitting each other. T.J. Rotello, no small potato, hitting Reedy. 
Those two are actually Reedy running into him. TJ set the screen. Reedy went down. That shot went wide by St. X. They back it up as we're down to under 50 seconds to go here. First quarter tied 3-3. St. X with the ball. Back up top right to Luke Varansky. Stutter step, Varansky cutting off to his left across the middle. Shot saved by Ian Ellis right into the stick. Up the shoulder high. Outlet feed taken up as the Crusaders outletting up ahead quickly. Trying to come through as T.J. Rotello fastens it off. And that shot by Becker went just wide on that quick shot. And, and the difference between this game and last game, that save, we had defensive pressure. So that cuts down the shooting angles, and Ellis made a nice save on that. That pass taken by Dylan Warner, who flips one just wide, backed up by St. X, but we're under 10 seconds to go, and that long outlet feed intercepted by Dalmeyer, throws it right back the other way, and well, you never know till that horn goes off, but it does sound, but all even Steven after 12 minutes here in the regional four finals, the St. Xavier Bombers took the lead, but Moeller battled back, and we are through one quarter as we're all tied now. It is Moeller 3, St. X 3. We'll take a break on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. We're back at Skyline to see what it is that makes people feel so good. So what's brought you to Skyline today? Oh, the Coney's, it looks Obviously like. the Coney's, yeah. I love Coney's. You feel like you know everyone when you walk in the door. This is a place friendships were made, great food, great service, great people. Anytime you ask the kids, where do you guys want to eat at Skyline? It's delicious, the cheese get melt in your mouth. Anytime that I don't have to cook, that's always a good thing. You never have a bad meal at Skyline, ever. Feeling good. It's Skyline time. Dwayne Titus back here at Taylor High School, the Region 4 Lacrosse Finals, where the Molar Crusaders and the St. X Bombers, after one quarter, tied up at three apiece. Looking through the numbers real quick on the uh, shots on goal, X has an 8-3 advantage, so that means five saves for Ian Ellis. Got to like that, Dwayne, here in the early going, but maybe slow those shot attempts down. Ellis is coming up big, but Moeller can't continue to lean on him. we got to make sure we keep the defensive pressure, and then we have to possess the ball on offense. We need to get more shots on goal and really test Hutchins on the other side. He's a great goalie. We need to put yep. a couple. We've already got three chinks in the armor. Let's see if we can get some more. <laughs> he was named first team uh, region four goaltender of the year. Not unexpected there with St. X and Moeller both each with 15 and six records. That was very well deserved for Charlie Hutchins. Oh, he's a solid player, no doubt about it. And a great kid as well. So we'll flip sides. Crusaders will go left to right here in quarter number two as Reese Boggs and Charlie Williams battle ball slides backwards, picked up by St. X as they will win this time and get the ball upfield as Garrett Romain passes the ball across midfield and St. X will start up and now flag on the play. So a delayed call coming up on the Crusaders as St. X will get a chance to go a man up, but right now have the ball moving it around into the right corner. It looked like Gillis and Garrett Romani got tied up just inside the box. I'm not sure what happened. All I saw was a flag fly. 
Red flag on the far side of the field. So St. X right now still with maintaining possession of the ball. Quinn Evans all the way back near midfield. Takes a hit from Gillis as Evans comes down, passes right side of the net, then behind the net, trying to come back out in front. A high pass. That one's going to come all the way back across midfield as that'll blow the play dead. Titus had a very well-timed check on that one. That's why the ball went flying through the air. Speaking of Titus, Braden Titus, and the rest of the senior class, graduation was last night. And, Dwayne, you were there for that. And how was graduation over at St. Susanna? A lot of emotions. I'll tell you what. My was daughter, that your first? Or? My daughter graduated over there three years ago from Mount Notre Dame. So uh, it, was, uh, it was nice being back. Again, a lot of emotions. It was a fun time. It's fun to know when not, it's not over yet. You still got a lot of lacrosse to play, hopefully. But we were looking forward to this game today, so not many tears. Looks like it is Blake Gillis that got the penalty. So the man up now for St. X. We'll see if they can do anything with it. As well, a cross check is the call against Blake Gillis. So St. X, a man up right now. Game tied 3-3. St. X moving the ball around right side. Back nope. up high into the middle. Dealey has it. They'll be man up for a minute. We're going to see if Moeller can keep their streak up and really kill this penalty. They've really done a great job this year of killing off the penalties. We've had our fair share of them. Well deserved, but the <laughs> defense has really come up big on the man down unit. Luke Baranski fired wide. Ball backed up by St. Exo. They maintain possession as Gillis still off the field right now. Shot on the right side off the turf. Scoring is Jack Dealey. He went down low to get that one by Ian Ellis. St. X regains the lead of 4-3 to three with a man-up goal. And that's, they capitalized on what they should have. That's okay. What we need to do is come back out again. If not, stop the clamp from Williams. Make sure we stop the fast break or at least get a loose ball on the ground and see if we can tough out a good ground ball. St. X after leading it 2-0. Saw Moeller score three straight. Well, St. X has put two back up. They regain a lead of 4-3. to three. Is that goal coming with 10-27 to go second quarter as we're back to even on the field? Reese Box, Charlie Williams, nice little clamp, but ball flipped up. Williams has it. He'll run off to that left side, and he'll pass down into the left corner, and he'll head off the field. And Crusaders putting on some pressure along the sideline as having to retreat all the way back up high. Trevor Gilmore, and St. X will get Luke Baranski onto the field. Crusaders, Conlon O'Brien shadowing Luke Varansky. A pass off to that right side. Picked off by Jack Varansky. He'll go goal line extended. Pass behind the net. Trying to work his way back out in front. Dealey, he'll pass off. And all the way back up high, Luke Varansky has it. Over to the left side, winding and scoring. Trevor Gilmore as he goes top right corner from that left side. Now the pinpoint shot. Say next again, up by two. Moeller made a slide and then a two slide in the... Uh, he was wide open on the wing and sniped a corner. That was a great shot just to save. Hopefully we can have later on in the game. That puts them up 5-3. to three. Time for Muller to buckle down. Back in the regular season, back when these teams met in April in Nippert Stadium, this is the quarter that the, Musket, or that, uh, <laughs> the Muller Crusaders fell apart in, and that's what we don't want to see. If something else bad happens, look for a quick timeout here to settle things down. That goal coming with 9.47 to go. So two quick goals by St. X after 3-3 tie through one. And a quick face-off win as Jackson Garrett was in on Charlie Williams. But Charlie Williams wins that one again. And he'll work that one back down into the left corner. And trying to figure out the X right now the Crusaders are against the very, very tough and stingy face-off man, Charlie Williams. Williams is really dominating the X right now. 
Moeller has to find an answer. They need to do something to uh, come up and discombobulate him. Just get the momentum switch. Again, we just need some loose ground balls down there. They've won nine of ten faceoffs as Quinn Evans had it, lost it, picked it back off the turf. Evans working straight out front of the net, tried to pass it down low and blocked down on the turf, rolling towards that left side or the right sideline. Gillis trying to get a stick on it, still on the turf, flipped up into the air by Conlon O'Brien. Ball going back and getting to it is O'Brien. Actually, Jackson Garrett make it. And Jackson Garrett, the freshman, able to track that one down and give the Crusaders possession. Pass on that left side, Gillis, and that one handcuffing, but able to track it down off the turf, and Gillis will get upfield. That was a great job by the Crusaders, not panicking. They had 20 seconds to get the ball over. Nobody really had possession when the ball was bouncing around, so they didn't panic. They took their time. They got it across midfield within the 20, and then they got their touch. That was a good clear. Well, the Crusaders will set up the offense. Theo Becker on the right sideline, working his way back up to the midfield as getting ready to check in is Dylan Warner, and he'll take the pass from Becker. Coming off is Blake Gillis. Lane Miller also comes back onto the field for the Crusaders as we are coming down near eight minutes to go here. First or second quarter, first half action. It's a 5-3 lead for St. X. Lane Miller starts in. He gets pushed deep, passes behind the net. Zach Kroger back up left side. Brendan Sigurdsson has it. Sigurdsson across field as Dylan Warner takes it. Warner has an opening, moves down low, shoots, and that went off the stick of Charlie Hutchins. That ball rolling to the sideline, backed up by Kroger and the Crusaders. That was good hustle by Kroger getting there. On the first time around, Miller did a great job not forcing the shot, pushed the ball through X, and they got a little bit better of a shot. Nice move by Zach Kroger, faked the pass and got inside, and his shot went just wide, coming from behind the net. Great job by Kroger, putting pressure on the cage. That's what he needs to do. He needs to create a little bit this game. He played a great game up in Springer. Springboro, we need to see that again out of him today. Cole Grillo off the back line as Grillo getting tripped up. Penalty flag on there is a nice move by Grillo. Gets a shot off and upended again. Save made, ball rolling to the sideline. Crusaders trying to keep it in play. That went intercepted by St. X, and that'll blow the play dead as Crusaders are going to go a man up here for the first time in the game. Under 7.20 to go, and chance to try to get back into this one down too. Absolutely. We need this. I'll tell you what, the man up uh, – Man up crew is looking a little anemic early in the season, but they've really got their stuff together here of late. So we want to see a high percentage shot and a goal out of this. Let's try to get back to within one. Crusaders going over 28% on the man up. They have 22 goals on 78 man up situations and a big chance here now down two goals as they will set things up as on the Ground is Luke Baranski taking a knee for St. X. As he's in the box, Crusaders moving it around. Dylan Warner passes it to Grillia, left side. Miller down low, coming off the inline shot, scored! Brendan Sigurdsson! Sigurdsson came right off of that pass, made a nice little shot coming right up. It was a jump shot right past Hutchins off of his left shoulder. Great shot by Sigurdsson. That's exactly what the Crusaders need. The man up goal and the 57th goal of the year for the Region 4 Player of the Year, Brendan Sigurdsson. First team all region, attack player of the year as well. And he showed why right there with that big man up goal to bring the Crusaders to within one. Man up, moved the ball crisp. They moved it fast, got the defense out of position. And that's why they scored that goal. Reese Boggs back out of the X, battling Charlie Williams. This time knocking it up is Boggs, trying to track it down, got a stick hit, still trying to track it down off the turf into the box. That ball still loose, 
coming back near the top of the box, a battle. And the ball comes out, then a whistle's gonna blow it down, and Sean McGinnis not happy. Oh, he does get the, no, it's a call against the Crusaders. That's why he's not happy. Whoa. Loose, loose ball pushing the Crusaders. I'm not sure how you call a push in that rugby scrum. There Somebody's we're... just got to come out with the ball. Now St. X gets the benefit of the call, so they've got the ball, and they'll go quickly upfield as we're coming down to six and a half to go here in the first half. Moeller trailing St. X five to four in this region four championship game with a berth on the final four in the state on the line. A shot by Luke Varansky flies high, and... Backed up by St. X. Now we'll see if the defense can step up here. Let's have a good defensive possession. Try not to play defense too long. Don't give up a goal. Make sure we're calling out our slides. Who's the one, who's the two? And uh, come up with the ball and let's get back on offense. Jack Varansky has the ball. He'll shovel a pass over. That's coming around brother Luke who shoots and scores. Jack Varansky to Luke Varansky. Varansky brothers. Team up and on a swing around. Luke Varansky, his 30th of the year. That goal was the result of the Muller defense not talking or possibly not talking. The defenders ran into each other. They got to communicate better than that. One's got to go high, one's got to go low. They have to get pressure on the ball. They were both five yards off, and he had a shot back to the opposite side of the goal, sweeping across the field. Luke Varansky, just a freshman, he was first team midfielder in Region 4. He had a game-tying goal in the final minute and then a game-winning goal against St. Ignatius as they both of those teams were up at the MSLCA. Luke Varansky, a good player. He had three goals against the Crusaders last go-round. They lead it 6-4 to four now. A bouncing ball getting upfield for St. X after they won at the X. Moving that one around, a pass into the middle and a pass that was Fielded and throwing, and then a late flag on the ground. That pass was behind Quinn Evans, who had to reach behind him to make the catch and try and get a shot off and fell down as he did so. That flag was about five seconds after that shot went wide. I'll tell you what, that looked like just a good, good body up by Dahlmeyer in the middle. Sometimes you don't see what you think you see, and the flag comes out, and I think that was the case. And I'm well, that was a very late flag, and that came from the referee back near midfield as well. Well, Dahlmeyer made a great slide, slid up, and actually put a body into the kid, and that's exactly what you're supposed to do. It's lacrosse. It's not tiddlywinks out here. <laughs> it's a one-minute cross check, so another man-up opportunity for St. X. They're one for one on the night. They lead it 6-4, to four, swinging the ball around off that right side to Luke Baranski, passing it over to the left side. Trevor Gilmore has it back to Luke Baranski. Luke gets some pressure, gives it back off to Gilmore, moving farther left. And back up high up top, working it is Baranski back to Trevor Gilmore. Gilmore will run behind the Moeller net now. Gets a little help from behind the net with Andrew Green. Gilmore takes the pass back on the right side and a quick pass and that one off the side post. That one rolling back towards midfield will go over the That's side That's gonna be Moeller ball. Sigurdsson's closer to that. Oh. Oh, boy, they give it back to St. X. They need, the officials need to confer on this. Well, they don't and wait. And they're not going to. Sigurdsson's yelling at the official, trying to get his attention what was up, but they give it back to St. X, who brings the ball right back into play. Referee still looking back to Sigurdsson. Yeah, he better watch. He, he doesn't need a penalty, but I'll tell you what, I, I hope the coaches, I think they're being as vocal as uh, Sigurdsson is out there on the field. 
Releasing. I thought the officials were going to confer. Now we're back to even strength. Yep, Baumbauer moves his way downfield as Crusaders back to even strength. And it, that's one thing for the Crusaders. They're going to play a little bit deeper today, which is good with this heat. Hopefully keep some of their guys fresh when it comes to the third and fourth quarter. X, you'll see very few guys, I think, come off the bench for this team. They're going to run their middies. They're going to run them hard the whole game. There they are. Andrew Green getting some pressure off the side of the net, passes it behind the net, moving it around the left side. And a whistle on that left side, and it's a goal. The first violation. Yeah, Wally had the referee on this side had to come up and call that. They, uh, the St. X player fell down in the crease, and uh, I'm glad they caught that one. I'm, Want to see Moeller benefit from some of these whistles that are being blown out here. Yeah, they haven't got the calls go their way, that is for sure, as we are down near three and a half minutes to go here in the first half. It's a 6-4 lead for St. X here in the Region 4 Finals. Birth in the State Final Four on the line. Crusaders now with the ball on the right sideline. That is Dylan Warner passing off to Lane Miller. Lane Miller, right side midfield to... Dylan Warner, Warner cutting across the middle, passes it to the left side, Sigurdsson, nice little move into the middle, shoots, and that one just bouncing wide and backed up by the Crusaders as Sigurdsson faked the first shot and went down low and just shot it wide as he got hit. That's a great job by the Crusaders. They need to possess the ball. We need to stop playing defense here, get a really good long offensive possession. That ball back over midfield, and it hit from behind with the ball, and then over and back of the Crusaders as Cole Grillo tried to unload that ball, feeling it near midfield, but he got pushed over. And Cole Grillo trying to find his inner basketball player, yep. trying to save that from going over the midfield for the over and back. Just right couldn't up. get it done. Made a little acrobatic play, but got hit just as he did. And yeah. He they, got a little help going over the midfield there. Without a doubt, he did. <laughs> Here's the ball back to St. X as we're coming down to two and a half to go here, first half. And St. X with the ball on the offensive side. Slowing things down now. Trevor Gilmore passing it off right side. Jack Ferransky flips behind the net. Coming back around Noah Reed. Actually, uh, check that Tom Gosley as St. X passing it back over. Gilmore has it now. Left side to right. Sends one in, but right into the stick of Ellis. Had it, lost it, but then smothers it up in the crease. He'll outlet feed it up ahead as Jacob Baumbauer has it. Baumbauer running up ahead as he'll get to the at, to the uh, box, rather, pass it back off. And the Crusaders now, as we're coming down to a minute 50 to go in the first half, have the ball in possession, but trailing it 6-4. to four. Again, I'm looking for a good offensive possession. Let's possess the ball, get a good shot, try to get a goal out of this, scratch back to within one, and good things hopefully will happen after that. Dylan Warner making his way down the right side, passing it off. Theo Becker takes it under some pressure. Becker running back up with the ball. Knows he's going to get hit, ducks down out of the way, still has the ball. Becker circling around up to the left side, passing it behind the net. And then a whistle is going to blow dead. Timeout taken by Moeller. Uh, they will take that timeout under a minute and a half to go. So smart timeout there by Sean McGinnis. That was a good timeout. Uh, we were running around a little discombobulated on offense. Looked like there was a potential for a turnover. So that was very timely. Need to keep a good possession, keep them on defense for a little while. So now the uh, Crusaders will have the ball with under a minute and a half to go here at Taylor High School. And we say under a minute and a half because we can't be for sure. The second digit in the seconds, you have a minute and then two, the 
the second digit. We're going back to elementary school. That would be Don't the, test me. Yeah, well, that's the it's tens. The, the, the tens, right? Is the that, ones. The ones. The, the ones tens. is out. Is it the ones or the tens? Well, on the second column. And it's, it, the second column is tens. It'd it? be the second digit. I don't know. Whatever it is. Under All we can see is 1.2. <laughs> <laughs> and Steve, Steve Albrecht puts a minute 25, so that's what we'll go with. A minute 25 to go. Updating his score, Upper Arlington has come back to take a 7-5 lead at halftime over Worthington Kilbourne. So the winner of this game will meet next Wednesday night at Centerville to play the winner of that game, Upper Arlington and Kilbourne. No place I'd rather be next week than in Centerville. <laughs> you and me both. I hope we are there. Wednesday night would be the time. We'll see. They've got a nice complex up there, separate away from the high school. They play soccer on the field in the fall and then all set up for lacrosse in the springtime. It's a pretty nice complex, and hopefully the Crusaders will be there as they'll put the ball back in play now as we're down to a minute 20 to go, first half action. We'll see what the Crusader co coaches drew up and see if the uh, players can execute here. D.J. Rotello passing to Sigurdsson. Goal line extended left. He'll pass behind the net. Theo Becker has it on the right side. Oh. Becker takes a shot up to the face. And penalty call now. Flag out. So a delayed call coming up against St. X. Pass up high with it. Lane Miller spins. Shoots. He scores. Lane Miller buries that one up for 90. Brings the Crusaders within one. That was a great move by Miller. Moving through the middle. Made a great spin move. Got his stick back away from the defender. Ripped that thing top shelf over Charlie Hutchins. And when... Uh, Theo was coming around the GLE about 20 yards out. He got popped right in the face. And luckily, the midfield official saw that and threw the flag. So, Moeller's going to start up a man up coming out of this faceoff. Yep, that they will as heading off, taking that was Luke McMurray. Pretty good defender in his own right, but got to stick up. So, not only did the Crusaders score, now they go man up as we are down to 57 seconds remaining. First of the night for Lane Miller, his 16th of the year. So the Crusaders now, will. What they're going to have to watch here is that Hutchins doesn't push it forward. They've got, they're locked up on the defender, and Ivan Anderson did a great job. He got it away from Hutchins. We got a timeout as soon as we got possession. Smart, smart call by Sean McGinnis. And that's the first time Ivan Anderson's been out of the X since the opening phase-off. But he was well-rested. Charlie Williams, meantime, has been out there every time. Every time. Maybe a little bit gassed. We're going to test and see how big of an Ironman he is. That we will. So 6-5 to five with 53 seconds to go. Last timeout for the Crusaders here in the first half. But... They know exactly how big an opportunity this is here to wind down heading into halftime. This is a huge opportunity with uh, just over 50 seconds on the clock. They've got plenty of time to run any kind of offense, get any kind of movement. Again, they're going to be man up for this whole time, so it's going to be fun to watch if they can do the same thing they did last time, move the ball crisply and get it in the back of the cage and go in tied up at halftime. That would be a big thing for sure. Had a man up goal earlier in the half. St. X also... One for two in the man up. So we'll see what the Crusaders can do here with 53 seconds to go in the first half. That was just the second faceoff win for the Crusaders, but that's as big a faceoff win they've had all half. Well, maybe that sun has something to do with it. We can see the shadows are starting to creep across the field a little bit. So the players on the sideline are shaded, but the ones on the field, not very many of them are. There's a little shade going out to midfield uh, on the uh, Moeller in offensive end of the field right now. Crusaders put the ball in play as 
Clock winding down. A man up for the Crusaders here to finish off the first half. They'll move the ball around back up high. Grillo right side to Warner. Passes it left to Becker. We're going to go around extended. Brendan Sigurdsson now is actually behind the St. X net. Pass over to the left side. Lane Miller has it. Fakes, gives it back off. Grillo passes it to Warner. Crusaders patiently looking for the opening as we're under 30 seconds to go. Back behind the net. Kroger takes it. His pass knocked down loose. St. X trying to get a loose ball as it's rolling towards the sideline. Still on the turf. Ground ball picked up by the Crusaders, though. They don't have a timeout, though, as in pressure, Grillo gets out of it, lost the ball, picked it back up, gives it off as we're under 10 seconds to go. Miller has it, passes it up to Sigurdsson, has his shot blocked, and a flag coming as the final seconds ticking down. Still haven't had a horn yet. And then finally the horn blows as Sigurdsson got mugged right out in front of the net, drew another flag. I'm interested to see what kind of call they're going to make here. That was a... High, low hit by two players on Sigurdsson, and he is slow to get up. Got his helmet off and moving his neck around a little bit. Yeah. He may need a little uh, love on that neck at halftime. Yeah, that he will. It's Craig Lindsay here, and hopefully we'll apply just that. But we have reached halftime as the Molar Crusaders in the Region 4 Finals trailing the St. X Bombers by a score of 6-5. to five. What a game it has been with a berth to the state final four on the line to the winner to play the winner of Upper Arlington and Worthington Kilbourne next Wednesday night at Centerville. Right now, Sean McGinnis over talking to the officials. They did not get the benefit of a number of calls. I'm sure that's what Sean McGinnis is talking about. We're going to hear a little bit more from Sean McGinnis from our weekly podcast we did earlier in the week brought to you by Total Wealth Planning. Or you can contact Rob Lemons at 513-984-6696 or check him out online, twpteam.com. More of the Sean McGinnis podcast from earlier in the week as we are at halftime. Moeller trailing St. X 6-5, the Region 4 Finals on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Ted's Pawn Shop, home of the Tri-State's largest full-line pawn shop at Ted's Pawn, 2026 Delaware Avenue in Norwood, Ohio. We offer collateral loans on almost anything of value. We also have one of the area's largest selections of pre-owned merchandise to choose from at bargain prices. Diamonds, jewelry, coins, firearms, musical instruments, and tools. Reach us today at 513-631-2112. Yeah, and that you know, quite honestly, I mean, that's that's Saint X for you. I mean, they've yeah. got. I mean, going going in the stats, you know, you had Noah Reedy with four uh, four goals last uh, last time. I think you had uh, freshman Luke Vransky with three. You had uh, Gilmore with I think two or three. Trevor so, Gilmore three. Yeah. So you know, it's it's the same it's the same offense on the other side of the ball. I mean, you, you don't you, you know they've got three, four, five guys that can score. So we got to cover them all up, and it's just. You know, play a hard 48 minutes, you know, play it solidly, play it as a team, and get after it. You mentioned Charlie Williams as well. You know, we talked Brendan Malloy, face-off X 
last it, night. Yeah, you got Charlie Williams. Yeah, there. and again, you know, the, I think uh, the best faceoff guy in the state, and I mean, he's very. He's got very quick hands. Uh, he's very quick uh, when he gets the ball out in front of him. So, uh, you know, the first place we've got to make a game of uh, on Friday is the faceoff X. You know, we've got to tie him up. We got to get a 50-50 situation, and have our wings come in and play extremely well. So, and then after that, uh, it then starts in the goal. Us media types, we, we like to look into the numbers and try to dig into numbers and find stories that to coaches make absolutely no difference. And I, <laughs> I, and I, I know that going in, but but looking at it uh, and looking at what St. X has done in their three tournament games, and you mentioned they had kind of different teams. They played Oak Hills, a 19-2 win, Loveland, a 15-8 win, and then Sycamore, a 21-5 win. So they put up, what, 50, 55 goals yeah. in three games. Yeah. So. How much does the competition? No disrespect to Oak Hills, Loveland, no. or Sycamore. I mean, Loveland and Sycamore just, had decent. Yeah, season. I mean, I just you know, I just think we're a different type of team than those than those three teams. Absolutely. I think yeah. I think our defense plays a lot different. I think our defense is more physical. Uh, we cover up certain situations better than them. We cover uh, transition better. Uh, to where that's kind of what St. X is, is known for. You know, they strip the ball down on the offensive end or, uh, you know, Hutchins gets a save in goal and outlets the ball as fast as possible and they're back down the other end. Yep. You know, we can cover up those situations a little bit better. I think, you know, we have a bench that's a little bit deeper than some of those other teams. So, you know, when, <clears throat> not that they had an easy road, you know, to the regional finals, uh, but our road where we're building more confidence we're playing kind of tougher games and we're building more confidence we're building more belief uh when you get into that situation we need to make it a 48 minute game we need to make it to where it's going to come down to the fourth quarter it's going to come down to the last possession if we make it that type of game we can be successful because what it boils down to is we have more resilience you know we have you know kind of gone through that gauntlet of games and coming out the other side better for it uh things haven't gone easy to where you're scoring you know 18 19 you know goals a game and you know letting off the gas in the third quarter so where we're used to playing a full 48 minutes you know you know hopefully that may might be a man for us you know on friday kind of read my mind that was exactly kind of what i I was thinking about all this well and and the other thing out of all this is the game is being played. All East Side people, we're gonna have to pack up and go to the West Side. Yeah, you know, <laughs> at Taylor High Twi- School. Twitter was blowing up a little bit today and last <laughs> night. I, I saw things like, uh, "Hey, get your passport ready," and <laughs> and uh, you know some other things. And all, all kidding aside, I, I, all I've been told is that this this Taylor High School and the uh, stadium is a great stadium. It's a great field. Uh, should be a great venue for yeah. for a regional yeah. final matchup. And, you know, I, I don't know what went into the decision-making through OHSAA, but I can only imagine that OHSAA is, is, trying, to, is trying to grow high school sure. lacrosse. It's trying sure. to grow, you know, more high schools and getting uh, programs. And I know Taylor, I believe, has a, a high school program or, you know, building a program. It, right. You know, the, the, the community is building lacrosse out there. So, uh, you know, maybe this is OHSA's, uh, you know, way of growing the game, getting it out to, you know, remote areas and, uh, you know, having people see a high level high school across. So, I get, you know, there's a little, you know, uh, to be a little humble and to be in that experience that someone thinks that a game like that can grow the game for other people. You know, that's that's uh, exciting for us and we're humble to be a part of that.
Absolutely. So 7 o'clock will be the game time on Friday night. And, yes, we will have the game on ESP Media. Yep, looking forward well. to it. we got Dwayne yep. Titus and you on the call. So Dwayne's going to be there again. Yeah, right? Dwayne's going to be there. Yeah. So, I mean, just keep all sharp or dull objects away. <laughs> no, I, no. You, know, you don't want him slamming I'm, I'm not anything big, down. I'm not big enough to go in there and <laughs> tie him down either. So, he, yeah. he did a great job. He was with me in the Mason game. Yep. And we had a lot of fun doing that. And, and I know Sean Gary would like to be there if yep. he could. But He's going to be – well, I'll tell you what. Sean's Gary, Sean Gary – Gary's going to be there in a different in a different. Um, he's wearing a different hat that night, so he'll be uh, he'll be there in, incognito doing doing something different for us, uh, <laughs> but getting the word out to everyone uh, in a little different format. So perfect. All right. Well, we look forward to being there for this game. Anytime Moeller St. X plays or whatever it is, it, it's always a lot of fun. Yep. When you have a, a trip to the state final four on the line, then it becomes even that much more. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I mean, that's we talk. That's what we love about right. sports. Yeah, we talk about this. When we, you know, we talk about six games in May. We said we're halfway there last night. Uh, you know, we do draw a little parallel to, to 17. But, yeah. you know, today at practice, it's all about, you know, your legacy is going to be different. Your your story can be a lot different than 17, uh, you know. And so we, we want our guys to get focused on that. Uh, this game, you know, pushes us in a different direction. It puts this program you know, in a spotlight, regardless of, uh, you know, winning a state title or being in these uh, regional finals for three years, it, it makes us into a program that people want to come watch. It makes us yep. a program that, 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 you know, young players want to be a part of down exactly. in, in the future. So, you know, tonight and tomorrow in preparation, it's just all about legacy. You know, it's all about playing for that brotherhood and continuing this journey that, you know, we're not ready to stop yet. Absolutely. Do want to throw a quick shout out too, and I know he's been helping tremendously on, on Twitter, Barrett Cohen, who has uh, yeah. come over to Moeller High School from LaSalle. Yeah. Boy, the enthusiasm he has is had stepping in here I, at the end of the Yeah, year. I think uh I think we're making a lacrosse fan out of him as, <laughs> as quick as possible. So uh, you know, we've uh, we've invited him out to games. We're trying to get him to to some, uh, you know. But him. yeah, yeah, he's he's been a little busy, you know, doing alumni relations and and picking up there. But uh, yeah, he's he's been a great supporter in a short amount of time. That he has. So, and we hope everybody else will be out there to support as well. The game will be on archive and listen later. We yep. want you out there to support the guys. I know the Crusader Calvary's already. Yeah, and uh, hey, little shout out to the Junior Crusaders. We can yeah, get yeah. you. If we can get you guys out there in full force. You know, uh, put down the you know the the PlayStation and the <laughs> Fortnite for one night and get we out to you know get out there and and watch these older guys play and uh, and kind of hopefully think that you'll be there someday too. So we want those yeah. Junior Crusaders out there too. It's gonna be a fabulous environment. We look forward to it. So we'll have the call seven o'clock on Friday night. Sean, get over to practice, get yep. the guys ready, rest them up first, get one day of practice in, and then Friday night we'll get at it. Appreciate it. Thanks. There you go. Sean McGinnis, head coach, Moeller Lacrosse, as this is our Moeller Lacrosse podcast, again, brought to you by Total Wealth Planning. Contact Rob Lemons at 513-984-6696, or check him out on the web at twpteam.com. Next podcast, we're going to do it next week, win, lose, whatever. Talking about, uh, hopefully, Final Four is what we want to be talking about. So we'll do that coming up on Tuesday, May 28th. Appreciate you listening in again, as always, to our Molar Lacrosse podcast on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Hi again. Everybody, we- And there you heard uh, the ending portion of our 
Moore Lacrosse Podcast with head coach Sean McGinnis. You can catch the whole thing. You can go to the very – well, there, there's like – so many places you can go to to find it. You can go through the Moeller website to find it. Let's go Big Mo, but you can go to iTunes. You can go to Podbean, so many different places. But we are just ready to begin the second half underway. The Crusaders are a man up to start this second half with Dwayne Titus, Greg Waddell here, 6-5. to St. X leading Moeller here as we get the second half started. Crusaders moving right out front. Shot score to tie things up. Dylan Warner gets the feed right on the doorstep. He goes top shelf to tie it at six. From the assist man, Sigurdsson. And I was getting ready to say, Moeller started with the ball because they possessed the ball at the end of the first half when the penalty was called. So we still had the ball when the half ended, so we didn't have to go through the faceoff. We got the start man up, and that was an efficient man up. That is a, such a valuable point, too, that, that you just made there. The hustle at the end, after Sigurdsson got hit, the ball came back near midfield, and the Crusaders had to hustle to get the ball back into their stick as the half ended. They did just that. They played till the horn sounded, so they didn't have to go through the faceoff to start the second half, and they got the man up going. We're all tied at six. Big battle now, finally controlled by St. X. It's uh, coming through the pile and taking that one in. One of their long sticks, uh, Jake Anding, LSM. He'll flip the ball off, and he'll head off to the sideline. So, essentially, we're all tied at six to start the second half. And what is a berth to the final four on the line? St. X now back with the ball, Noah Reedy. Greg, this is the way it should be for a regional final. It's a, like, like I said, it's like a boxing match. X is punching, and they're taking one, and so are the Crusaders. Just hopefully we end up on top <laughs> at the end. Yeah, who gets to assert that last punch, and who has the ball last. Right now, Luke Baranski, left side, Gilmore. GLE left as making a spin move, Jack Dealey. And he'll draw a flag as two flags come flying. Now penalty coming up on Moeller. That ball bounced into the middle and trying to get it on his stick with Noah Reedy. Got the shot off. The ball bounced, didn't go out of play. Sanex got to it, so they'll keep possession and keep the ball moving around. It is Luke Baranski, right side, tried to flip it around and shoot it off. Lost the handle, chasing the ball down. Has it in the right corner. So the late penalty coming up on the Crusaders. Luke Baranski, GLE right. Uh, so he'll go behind the Moeller net. Gets away from a man. Flips the ball off right side. Tom Gosley has it that now. Was, that was a great slide by Jackson Garrett. Conlon O'Brien got hung up behind the cage. And uh, Garrett came over and got on Baranski. Uh, that ball shot wide by Trevor Gilmore as he cuts down the middle, running to his right, trying to throw back to his left. And so the penalty coming up on the Crusaders as heading off will be TJ, or is it Rotello? No. Titus. He got called for a slash. So Braden Titus will go off. And so now man up for St. X. They are one for two man up. So big chance here. The Crusaders, they really get some momentum and they could stop this man up for the Bombers. See if the defense can come up big and pick up their teammate here who's out. We'll move the ball around and back up high right as that'll be a 60-second slash as the ball behind the Moeller net. St. X with it, playing it back up high as Dealey has it. Flips it over left side, long-range shot, but that one slung wide by Andrew Green and backed up by the or by St. X. Good hustle, though, by Ian Ellis trying to get there. That was. I'm not sure if that ball was tipped or what. That came out of his stick funny. Boy, it was like 10 feet over the cage. 
So St. X again with the ball and a man up as they're moving behind the molar net. Passing it left wing says Luke Ferenski shot it. Saved by Ian Ellison with a little help from Dalmeyer. Able to find a loose ball and Crusaders will retreat behind their own net. Blake Gillis getting some pressure, trying to run away from it. Gillis waiting for the man up to uh, end as it is over. The Crusaders about ready to be back to full strength. And now they are as they'll get the ball over midfield as well. So big kill by the Crusaders. As now Dylan Warner coming up the left side. And a great save by Ellis. I'll tell you what, he took that ball right off the chest, got it on the ground in front of him, and Gillis was there to help him to corral it. Well, the Crusaders now with the ball in the offensive zone after killing off the man up for St. X. Luke uh, Cole Grillo, he got hit from behind, no call. Sends a shot in, and the save made by Hutchins, just his third save of the game. Crusaders fans wanting a call, and an errant pass by St. X is going to go over the sideline, and the ball back to Moeller. Moeller's got to play smart there. Grillo feels that hit in the back of the shoulders. He's got to hit the ground. That's going to be a penalty every time. They have no reason not to call it. You have to force the officials. He kept his feet like he was playing football there. Well, the Crusaders get a break though as St. X turns it over. Lane Miller, nice dodge move coming down the left side. He shoots and scores! Miller sniped the far side corner on that one. What a great shot left-handed by Lane Miller rolling down the alley. Oh, gorgeous shot. Second of the night for Lane Miller and the Crusaders back in the lead now. It's seven to six exactly what they need. Now let's see what uh, Ivan Anderson could do out here at the faceoff. He did great last time he went up against Hutchins. We want to see it again. So that goal coming just under 8-10 left in the third quarter. Moeller switched up their wings. We got uh, number 24 Dunlap out there. He's a sophomore and we got a sophomore number two TJ Rotello on the near side wing. On this faceoff, we'll see what they can do with the ground ball. And Ivan Anderson down against Charlie Williams. Williams goes backwards, lost his footing, hops back up, almost had the ball knocked free, but Williams able to get away and runs down that left side as he's got Dunlap all over him, but Williams able to pass the ball off, and St. X has it as Noah Reedy takes the pass over to the right side, makes a move, sends a shot, and he scores. Well, he was able to get around a man. And Jackson Garrett couldn't quite get up in time to get in front of that shot. Crusaders were caught in a change. They were running off, and they the Bombers sent Reedy onto the field. He came on at full speed. One of our guys running off ran right by him. Jackson had to slide over, went for a little bit of a head fake. Reedy got by him. He's too good for that. And it got by Ellis right by his hip. That's the first of the night for Noah Reedy. He had nearly 30 goals during the regular season. He is the first team midfielder of the year. As uh, the battle at the X, Williams had it, lost it, runs by it. The ball picked up by Reese Box, knocked out of his stick. Still loose, Box was being tied up, his stick was being held, and in a big check as uh, going down Charlie Williams, another check by St. X, and a flag finally comes flying as they let that one go maybe a little bit too long. There were a couple big checks on both sides. Who's the call going to be against? I'm not even sure what they're going to call. When the stick flew out of Williams's hand, the ball was still in it. That should have been a dead ball at the time. It looks like they got a push, loose ball push on Gillis. So Moeller's going to be a man down for 30 seconds. <sighs> well, I'm exacerbate, exacerbated, I guess, uh, 
the uh, kids and the coaches have to be too. I'll tell you what, it seems like every time the flag comes out, it's not going in Moeller's favor here. Well, it has seemingly been one side of that's for sure. It's another man up for St. X. They've got it. Game side 7-7 here in the third quarter, not quite halfway through the third quarter. Noah Reedy up high in the middle. No shot there. He'll pass it off right side. Baranski, Luke Baranski behind the net. Andrew Green has it. Andrew Green waits. Back to Luke Baranski in the right wing. As the man up over, back to full strength. Moeller as St. X still with the ball. So they do get the kill. They get the kill. Now they have to match up and not give up a cheap goal here. We've got to make sure we're moving our feet, make sure we're talking. Luke Baranski. Moving back off to his right, up high in the middle, but he'll retreat all the way back. Looks for an opening, has it, sends a shot in, save Ian Ellis as he went down low, read that shot right off the stick of Luke Baranski. That was a great save by Ellis. Titus came over, made a good slide, put him in a uh, one plane of a shooting lane, and Ellis saw that right in there. There's a shot up high and no call again. No Another call. big shot. TJ Rotello took not one but two balls on the turf. Getting the loose ball as we got pushing and shoving behind the play as Rotello was going at it with Jack Anding, and finally the play blown dead. That is just simply a product of not calling the play at midfield when it should have been called. Well, it's a product of the game is getting a little bit out of hand. I'll tell you what, the, the Crusaders players are getting frustrated. TJ Rotello took a stick right to the chin, right to the chin, and there was no flag called. And then he took another shot going across after he took the initial shot right at midfield. Yeah, he was right on the sideline, and him and the uh, pole for X were going at it. And uh, things got a little chippy over there. X ended up with the penalty on this one. It will be Jake Anding that goes off for the Bombers and the Crusaders. So they'll get the man up situation. And well, man up has been good to the Crusaders as they are officially one for three. We're I'm still talking right yeah, now. Yeah, they're conferring on the field, and I'm not sure what about. The St. X coach was on one of the sideline officials here. Now they're going to talk. Now they're going to pull Sean McGinnis up to midfield. Well, they gave unnecessary roughness to Jack Anding, or to Jake Anding, rather. Now Sean McGinnis chatting with the referee. All this coming in the third quarter, tied 7-7 with under 6.20 to go in the third quarter. Yeah, not sure what they're talking about down here. They called a, uh, the official just called a technical loose ball push on somebody. I'm not sure what's going on here. I don't see anybody for Moeller in the box. Cole Grillo is walking to the sideline. Maybe there was confusion on Gillis's the last time down the field. Well, Grillo is just going to the Moeller sideline. Hopefully we get a, uh, explanation of what's happening here. Looks like it will be Moeller ball. Lane Miller yeah. pick up the ball, but T.J. Rotello looks like he's in the box. Maybe they're going to call him for a, a push. 30-second push. Yep, 30-second pushes. Well, you got Lane Miller in there right now, but they've got on the on the score thing, Theo Becker. Theo Becker was the penalized player that's going to get the push. I'm not sure Theo Becker was even in that side of the field. So Becker is going to take a knee for the, the push. So it's going to be a 60-second unnecessary roughness against Jake Anding. 30-second push on Theo Becker. So it will be even strength for 30 seconds. And then the Crusaders will 
end up with a 30-second man up. Is that correct? That is correct. You've got it, Greg. I'm dumbfounded sitting here. Sorry, I'm no help. Well, I'm trying to figure out what's going on, and I'm still unclear how Becker ends up in the box. Yeah. Lane Miller comes off the sideline. He takes the ball downfield, so the Crusaders have the ball. So they will go as both teams down a man right now. Cole Grillo running around, circling back up to the top left side, almost went down, losing an ankle. Still with the ball, Cole Grillo has it knocked out of his stick, bounced off the turf, and fielded by St. X's Luke McMurray. He'll flip to his goaltender, who's getting pressure behind the net as he's way out of crease. Zach Kroger all over him, knocks the ball free, and that's going to roll to the sidelines. Great job by Kroger, knocking the ball out of Hutchins' stick. It went out of bounds off of uh, Hutchins' stick, and it's going to be Moeller ball. That's a huge, huge turnover by Kroger. Great hustle. Great, great hustle. And now the man up for the Crusaders starts. It'll be a 30-second man up as Sigurdsson behind the net to Zach Kroger, who made that great aggressive play. All the way up high now it is Cole Grillo passing it to Dylan Warner. Warner got some pressure, retreated, flips it back to Theo Becker into the right corner as now St. X back to full strength. So Sigurdsson passing it. Theo Becker couldn't field it, though, and the ball rolling over the sidelines, and that will go out. And the Crusaders give the ball back over to St. X. That may have been a sun issue, Greg. The way those shadows are going, I'm not yeah. sure Becker could actually see the ball. So it will be St. X quickly advancing the ball upfield. I think you're right, exactly right, Dwayne, as far as Becker was looking right back towards where the sun is at and may not have seen that ball come to him. So St. X with the ball. Now we're tied at seven, under five minutes to go. Quinn Evans takes the bounce pass over on the right sideline. Well, it's certainly gotten exciting here in this second half. It's gotten uh, a lot more physical. Hopefully the refs let them play both ways. I'd love to see a physical, aggressive end of this game. St. X back to the up high right. Noah Reedy and Luke Baranski. Luke Baranski back over as Noah Reedy slides to the left side. Reedy all the way over to the left wing. Pass the ball back behind him. I thought Reedy was going to take it. He had Gillis on him a shorty. I'm not sure he wanted any part of Gillis on that one. That was Trevor Gilmore coming across field. Has his stick hit as he tried to pass it off. But ground ball picked up by Quinn Evans for St. X. Evans running away from Travi going behind the Moeller net. No pass back behind him to Gosley. And St. X resets as we're coming down to just over four minutes left here. Third quarter. Trevor Gilmore right now. Little dump pass off, Reedy knocked off his feet, loose ball picked up while trying to get control of it to the Crusaders. And finally it's Dalmeyer with a long pole, flips it out and in stride, making the catch and running up field is Blake Gillis. Crusaders get it into the offensive zone. Looks like they're gonna settle it down. That was a great job by the defense. Great, Man. great job. And here we, Becker gets hit in the face again. They did well, get the flag out on that Luke one. Luke McMurray <laughs> flipped up there and then turned around, looked to the official and like pleaded his case before the official even threw the flag. That was kind of a dead giveaway there, Luke. I think it was. <laughs> so now it will be a man up for the Crusaders. Right now still moving with the ball. Lane Miller coming down the left side. Spins around, passes back off. And then over to Cole Grillo. Off the turf, he shoots and scores. A nice pass, Dylan Warner, right to Cole Grillo, who dumps it off the turf to regain the lead for the Crusaders, 8-7. What a great job by Grillo, I'll tell you. I've talked about this all season with him. I affectionately call him the caveman. The guy bounces around, he bounces off people. He's one of those guys you're going, give up the ball, give up the ball, and all of a sudden it ends up in the goal and you just don't know how. On that one, he just positioned. He positioned the ball perfectly off the turf. It wasn't a fast shot, it was just well positioned. He gets the ball in the back of the cage 
more than anybody I've seen. And an 8-7 lead for the Crusaders, who now are a man up as Luke McMurray back in the box again as he takes a, another penalty that will give the Crusaders a man-up situation. Crusaders have never led by more than one goal in this game. They trailed by as much as two, two different times. Clean face-off win, Charlie Williams comes down and then throws the ball away. Well, and that's a product of a face-off guy's stick. That thing looks like something that came out of a Halloween movie. Those things are so <laughs> ragged and, and they're so pliable. Half the time they can't even pass with them. So I, that was Williams' turnover, but give credit to the face-off stick, which is pretty flimsy. And down comes the Crusaders and then mauled and pulled to the turf. T.J. Rotello, the ball comes free, no call. Still a ground ball battle. Getting into the Crusaders' habit. Over to Cole Grulio. He shoots and scores! That was a great ground ball by Becker coming out of that scrum after T.J. Rotello got bulldog down to the ground with no call. Becker picks up the ground ball, whips it up front. Nice, nice goal by who else? The caveman, Cole Grilio. Another placed shot, well placed. He has had two goals here back to back in the first two goal lead for the Crusaders. That man up goal makes it 9-7. As that goal comes with 2.36 remaining in the third quarter. Grilio's 27th and 28th goals of the year. And they could not come at bigger times. As on the faceoff, Charlie Williams offside. Ball start. That was a great job by Reese Boggs, just putting pressure on him. Charlie must have jumped. We got the possession there. What a big possession. Now the offense needs to possess this ball. Take the pressure off the defense. They've been playing a lot of defense this game. Let's put the pressure on St. X's defense. Work the ball around. Get a good shot. Try to wear him out a little bit. They're using the same guys on the field saying X's. They're not making a whole lot of subs. Moeller's been, their bench has been much deeper tonight. And that heat may have something to do with this in the fourth quarter. Well, we talked about that in the pregame. That neither team has played in heat like this thus far. The Crusaders have the ball. Moving it down to the right side. Theo Becker has it. Passes it back up high. Dylan Warner takes it. Crusaders regroup up high in the midfield. Left side, it is Cole Grillo trotting down that left side as we're under two minutes to go here in the third quarter. Circling all the way around, Grillo passes it off. Right side, Miller started to plant and shoot, but pulls back, passes it off to Dylan Warner. Midfield left side, Warner moves down, has an opening, but couldn't quite get the shot off as he was at the left hand, and instead peels off to the sideline, sends a pass to the sideline, and getting hit with Sigurdsson, and he couldn't handle the pass, and the ball goes over the sideline, gives it back to St. X. Look for a hard ride by Sigurdsson here. We'll see what happens. Now running away upfield quickly, getting it across midfield are the Bombers as that was Eddie quickly. Crumdike Eddie Crumdike got it off the field, yeah. He's an all-first-team defenseman in Region 4. So now St. X with the ball inside the final minute 15. But Moeller leading it by two here late in the third quarter. Crusaders trying to come up with a stop. Crusaders Luke. need a big defensive stand here. Let's see if they can talk, make good slides, and put pressure on the Bombers. Well, there's Noah Reed. He gets free. He shoots and scores. And we got to keep the guy out of the middle of the field. He went topside on our defender, made a fake back, and then came back topside. You just can't let him cross that midfield. As a defense, you got to cut that field in half. Try to keep him out of the middle. It keeps more pressure on them, less pressure on your defense. And it's easier for the goalie. He can cut the goal in half that way. 
Second of the night for Noah Reedy, and it brings St. X to within one with a minute one to go here in the third quarter. Big possession here, Ivan Anderson out there for the Crusaders. Let's see if he can get Charlie Williams' number on this faceoff. So they will put the ball, set it down. Ball's rolling on the turf as it comes through and off the wing, coming down the right side, Dunlop gets it for the Crusaders. Getting pressure, Dunlop gets free down that right side. Gets towards the sideline, still getting some pressure, but he'll pass it back off, and the Crusaders able to get that big face-off win. That was a big ground ball by Dunlap, and that's exactly what we need. We gotta have those ground balls, uh, especially going against Williams. Every possession is key. When you can steal one off the face-off against him, that's a win in itself. Dunlop still out on the field for the Crusaders on the left side, passes up high in the middle. Sigurdsson dumps left side, shot! Just fired wide, Theo Becker. Got those hands free from the hips and just fired wide. That was great movement, and that all started by Dunlap putting heat on the cage with his feet. He made the defender's move, got it to the middle to Sigurdsson. Sigurdsson got it over to Becker. Now we got Kroger dodging behind the cage. And he passes it over to Theo Becker quickly to Grillo, trying to bounce a shot in, and that one bounced over the cage. That one on the turf took a straight upward bounce, and Grillio's got some confidence. He's trying to rip another one through there. And there's the clock winding down, and we have hit the end of the third quarter, but 12 minutes remaining, and the Molar Crusaders a very impressive third quarter as they trailed it by one at the half, but now lead it by one. We'll head to the fourth quarter. It's Molar leading St. X in a berth in the final four in the state on the line. Molar nine, St. X eight, fourth quarter when we return on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. London Computer Systems is a seven-time top workplace thanks to their top Cincinnati workforce. For three decades, LCS has been a leading provider of critical business technologies, including their signature property management software, Rent Manager. Take the next step in your career and join this award-winning workforce. Visit www.lcs.com careers today. Back here at Taylor High School, Yellow Jacket Stadium. They are hosting the Region 4 Lacrosse Finals. And Moeller leading it by a score of 9-8 to eight over St. X. As we come back to play here, we talked about that shot that Cole Grillo bounced off the turf. The turf, an interesting story about the turf here. This school was built about seven years ago. Very beautiful complex back behind the field. The stadium relatively new. The turf came from the New Orleans Superdome. There was a bid when New Orleans was replacing their turf. Taylor put the winning bid in, got the turf, and Drew Brees probably left some DNA out on that field somewhere. How about that? So this turf, while it was used, it was indoor turf, but it's kind of a cool story. These guys playing on turf that probably hosted a Super Bowl. How about that? This is this is like the Super Bowl in Cincinnati to get out of the region Amen, from across. That is for sure. And 12 minutes remaining as the Crusaders and the Bombers and a good one here, nine to eight. These two just three years in a row, they've been here in the regional finals. 17, Moeller won it, 18, St. X won it. Both teams, the years they won, went to state and won the state championship. Both would like to do the same and see things repeat. Crusaders left to right here, fourth quarter, as back out is Reese Boggs in the faceoff X, but this time Charlie Williams plays it backwards and able to control it. So Williams comes out of that scrum with the ball. Taking some big hits and then knocked down by Colin O'Brien and Blake Gillis. Loose ball on the turf. 
picked up by the Crusaders, flipped over, Dahlmeyer has it out of the air, shovels ahead, and the big freshman defender upfield, Jackson Garrett, as he will get to the offensive zone and peel back. What an effort. What a big ground ball there by Moeller. They got the ball in the turf. The St. X coach was trying to call timeout, but they never possessed the ball. The referee was right on top of it. Big ground ball by Moeller, keeping that thing on the turf. That was big hits by Gillis and Conlon O'Brien that forced the turnover. O'Brien surprised Williams. He came out of the box strong with that deep hole. Williams tried to roll back after he got a touch in the box. Here comes Sigurdsson from behind the net. His shot falls out of his stick and loose in front of the net, picked up. And out of that comes Eddie Crumdick for the Bombers, and he'll run the ball upfield, so a stop for St. X. And Crusaders leading it by one. Can't get the shot they were hoping for. Although they had the ball in the stick of the person they probably would like to have it in. Yeah, he had his hands free. It just kind of rattled out of there with some contact coming around by the defender. But uh, we'll take that nine times out of ten. So St. X now with the ball on the offensive end. Left side, Trevor Gilmore flips it into the middle. Luke Veransky, the freshman. He's had some big goals for St. X this year. He's going to be a player we're going to hear a lot about over the next three years after this year is complete. He's a solid player. He has been a solid player tonight. He's made some really great shots um, up top, up in the corners. He's been sniping. Let's see how Gillis can play some uh, defense on him. He forces him right. Veransky will pass off and quickly behind the net. Trying to come back out in front. Andrew Green off the turf. That one deflected by Gillis, but stays in play. Goes behind the molar net. Then Gillis gets behind the net and able to track it down and find a loose ball. I'll tell you what, I think Ian Ellis got a piece of that. Knocked that thing off goal. That was a heck of a shot by Green into the turf. I don't know how Ellis stopped that. Knocked it away from the goal. Somehow just got a piece of it and it was able to track it down behind the net as well. So there's the stop Moeller needed on the defensive end. They've got the ball on the offensive side now. As we're down, coming to nine and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter. A one goal lead for Moeller at 9-8. Moeller can't take their foot off the gas here. X is going to be aggressive. They always are on defense. They're pressing out clear to the 40-yard line. Moeller's got to make them pay for that. They've got to move the ball. They've got to possess the ball. Oh, nice shot. Nice that one just went Warner. wide. Crusaders fan thought it was in. It went just wide by Dylan Warner. Then a pass gets over Sigurdsson's stick, rolling back to midfield. That one knocked down. One of the Crusaders pushed across midfield, and the ball rolls over the sideline, and St. X will get it. So back come the Bombers. Stops at both ends over the last couple possessions. It's been an offensive struggle on both ends. The defenses are really playing great here on both sides. And shots on goal favor X, 16 to 12. Shots favor X, 27-23. And another one there. That one bounces just wide. Backed up by Trevor Gilmore and the Bombers. I think that was Green again. Trying to fight his way through there. He was triple teamed there. Somehow got the shot off. Coming off the back line, Trevor Gilmore for St. X. Wandering over to the right side. Jack Ferranti, ball knocked out of his stick, but picked off the turf. Actually, it was Jack Dealey, rather, had the ball knocked out of his stick, but picked right off by Trevor Gilmore, and St. X again holds on to the ball. That was a big knockdown by O'Brien. We just couldn't get back to the ball. Nobody on the Crusader staff. Noah Reedy now gets free, but fires a shot with the left hand, and that one goes wide right over the sideline. And St. X keeps possession. X is definitely keeping their foot on the gas here, putting pressure on Moeller. Let's see if the defense can step up. Off the back right side, St. X has it up the right sideline, and they'll set up in the midfield. Coming out, Jack Ferransky flips behind the net. 
And then flipped around to the left side. Now Reedy has it. Reedy coming up high across the middle. Got hit by Conlon O'Brien and a shot in. Saved by Ian Ellis. And then the loose ball picked up by the Crusaders. That one may have been blocked out in front of Ellis before it got through as Crusaders had some. Ellis made the save. It bounced off of him. Titus picked up the ground ball there and took go. it around behind. Crusaders again work the ball back to midfield, having trouble getting it over to the offensive zone, and a whistle's going to blow it dead. Yeah, they had a hold finally, I think, is what they ended up calling, or maybe a timeout Moeller. I think Moeller took the timeout. They were under 10 seconds to get the ball over the offensive they did call a hold on the uh, St. X player. I thought they were going to call that earlier when Titus was picked up that ground ball and ran back to the corner, was trying to get away from the defender. The defender gave him a wrap check. Well, the, his stick ended up in Titus's grill, and he came out. It looked like he was jousting. Titus trying to get rid of the ball, and the stick's hanging off of his shoulder. Looking at some of the other scores from around uh, the other regional finals, last check we had... Upper Arlington was leading Kilbourne. I know Steve Albrink is getting us some updates now. The winner of this will play the winner of Upper Arlington and Worthington. Kilbourne is 10, 10 to 5 is Upper Arlington leading Kilbourne now. So the winner of this game will get the winner of that game next Wednesday night in Centerville. So Upper Arlington right now with a five-goal lead in that game headed into the fourth quarter. I'm not sure where that game's being played at, but... Not sure. Columbus. I'm glad we're seeing a better game down here. Um, well, no, St. Eyes was up on Shaker Heights 10 to three at one point at halftime. Yeah, on Ranger two. I'm not sure what Shaker Heights is bringing. I'm not sure if that's a surprise or not. We know Ignatius is strong this year. There's some other scores. Uh, St. Eyes has a 12-3 lead in the third quarter. So yeah, you're right. I, I do not think that's a surprise. No, <laughs> so, I don't think so. Yeah. The, Eyes has been playing good all year. They played tough when we went up to Cleveland to play them earlier this year. Uh, they were a tough, tough opponent. We didn't go up there ready to play. Well, they split games with St. X this year. They played twice. They had a regular season matchup and then also met in the MSLCA. And that was the game where – I think that game went to overtime. It did. X had to tie it up late, force overtime, and Luke Baranski got the game tire and game winner in that game. So here we are back underway now. The Crusaders do get the ball into the offensive zone to pull back. So as we're under seven and a half to go, fourth quarter, Moeller nine, St. X eight. Let's see if Warner can take this defensive midi and get to the rack. They're playing him on his high side, his left hand. He, He's got to get rid of the ball, which he does. That's a great lost, job. Lost his footing momentarily, passed it off to Grillio. Grillio works his way down. He shoots and scores. Patrick for Cole Grillio. And the Crusaders back up by two. Left-handed, sweeping across the field. Not a great angle. And where does he shoot the ball? Far post. On the ground. Hutchins, not even sure he saw it. Didn't have a chance on that one. Cole Grillio just gets it done. Have yourself a night, Cole Grillio, as... That is third of the night, 29th of the season. One of the senior class that graduated last night at St. Susanna. And congratulations to all the Moeller, men of Moeller graduating last night at commencement. Always a fun night. And this time we're going to call procedure on Crusaders Ivan Anderson. So St. X will get the ball out at the X. Moeller leading it 10 to 8. As that goal coming with 7.05 to go. St. X will start it down that right side as T.J. Rotello in pursuit. T.J. did a great job keeping him out of the corner of the box, and he had to run run back around to X and finally got in the box. T.J. put some great defensive pressure on that 
uh, bomber player. X moving the ball back up by Luperansky. Has an opening. He shoots and scores. And that, there again, we just can't let them go topside. They're getting topside on us, and it makes it really hard on the defense, really hard on the goalie. Your slide has to come from a farther point when they have to slide topside on that. It really discombobulates your defense and your goalie. So that's the second of the night for Luke Baranski, the freshman. Older brother Jack had a goal early in the game. That goal comes with 6.37 to go. We'll see Reese Boggs and Charlie Williams set to battle at the X. We'll see TJ Rotella go out on the wing. Well, Reese Boggs coming Mo out now. Moeller's got a penalty. They just called a cross check on oh. Gillis, and I'm not even sure where that came from. Sean McGinnis is talking to the referee about that. But I, I didn't see Gillis even around the ball. It must have been off ball. Titus came over with the slide and put uh, – Baranski to the ground after the shot, so I don't know what, what went on there. That's the sixth extra man for the Bombers as out of the faceoff, Jackson Garrett. They changed it up. Garrett came out, Reese Boggs went off, but Charlie Williams wins it. So St. X a man up, but down a goal in the game and a chance to try and tie it up as we're under six and a half to go here in the fourth quarter regional finals of the Ohio High School Boys Lacrosse playoffs. Region four. This could be a big penalty kill for the Crusaders. Likewise, it could be a big man-up goal for the Bombers. A lot, uh, of, a lot of riding on this for sure. Absolutely. It's a crucial stage in the game. There's still a lot of time left, but just mentally. Moving the ball around up high, and it's Luke Baranski, but tried to throw that one from the shoulder and fired it high and backed up by St. X. We get the one-minute man-up. It was a cross-check against Blake Gillis for a minute, so... Man up continuing for the Bombers. Their sixth man up of the game. A big push out front. Another penalty oh coming up to the Crusaders. There's an opening shot in, but Ian Ellis a save. Great. As he got the stick up, but Noah Reedy got plastered out front. This is starting to look like soccer. Jackson Garrett just had his stick out there. The Bomber player falls down. I mean, that. I was actually looking at that. That was some great acting, I got to say. No, Reedy, we mentioned he plays hockey as well, so he knows how to take a dive. So now a two-man. Well, now that the other penalty released. Now yep. we've just got Jackson Garrett in there. It'll be a 30-second penalty. Yep, that is correct. So the another man up time for St. X. And they've got it over on the right side. Luke Baranski has it. No, Reedy fell down again. A ball away from him, though, as flipping it over left side. Coming free is Andrew Green. He'll pass it back to the right, but that went low. And trying to pick it off the turf was Tom Gosley. Keeps it under control. Gosley takes the pass right back, flips it over right side. And then trying to play it back was Noah Reedy, but his stick got hit. The ball comes back near midfield. Conlon O'Brien got a piece of that stick. That was a great job. And our Crusaders back to full strength as they release the penalty. And back to full strength now as two huge kills. But there's a shot in. Ian Ellis, a nice save. Ball bounces out in front. Picked up by the Crusaders. Popped out of a stick, then loose again. Still out front, picked up, and sent in and scored on the rebound by Tom Gosley. The Crusaders couldn't find a loose ball after the initial save by Ian Ellis. It came right back out front out of the crease and couldn't quite get it under control. And St. X has tied it up at 10-10 as we are under 4.50 to go. 
Good hustle by the Bombers. That was just bad luck by the Crusaders. They couldn't corral the ground ball. It was bouncing around. Ended up in the right place at the right time. Was uh, Gosley coming down, coming down the alley and just picked up that loose ball and had an open cage. So we're back to tied up again. This game is going back and forth. Crusaders led by two. St. X is led by two at two different times. Battle at the X finally won by the Bombers. And that ball flipped right into the long stick of Jake Anding. And the Bombers have possession again. So all of a sudden, they've started to have the ball down at their end of the field for a good chunk of time here. Here we go. We're on defense again. We've got to get the ball back and possess it. This defense has been playing defense a lot of the game. Hopefully their legs aren't giving out. They've got about four and a half minutes. they got to keep it together here. St. X slowing the tempo down. They're back up high in the midfield. As Baranski brothers take it, Jack takes the pass from Luke. Jack goes down the right side behind the net to Andrew Green. Green spins around, trying to come back left side. Being shadowed there by Dalmeyers. So the long pass back up high into the middle to Luke Baranski. Baranski, no opening there, passes it behind him. Noah Reedy swings around, comes through, sends a shot, and he scores. Noah Reedy, another goal. That's his third of the game at St. X. They have battled back with three straight to regain the lead. Reedy just ran right down the alley. The Crusaders have to stop stick chasing. They've got to put a body on somebody. When he runs down the alley, that slide has to come, and they've got to get a shoulder in his chest. 11-10 to score as that goal coming under four minutes left, 3.52 remaining. As now the faceoff becomes huge. Faceoffs have been a big advantage, 18-5 for yeah. St. X on the night. We'll see if Ivan Anderson can steal one here. We've got uh, Dunlap and T.J. Rotello out here on the wings. Let's see if we can get something going here. Ball flipped over, but then running oh, into the official, Charlie luck. Williams ran right into the official, and T.J. Rotello picked up the ground ball. The luck finally shining on the Crusaders, so they finally get some offensive opportunities, and bad luck for Charlie Williams. Absolutely. It's Theo Becker running behind the net now. At this point, we'll take all the luck we can get. You know, there's been a few that maybe they're owed as well. Theo Becker has the ball knocked out behind, his, behind the net and picked up by the Bombers. And then the outlet feed over to the left side of the net, getting some pressure. And the Bombers are going to call a timeout before they get the ball cleared. And now as we are under 3.20 to go, St. X a one-goal lead and the ball. Crusaders are going to need a stop coming up. Yeah, the Crusaders, once they get the ball back, they got to try, try to stop doing so much with their feet, get the ball moving in the air. That's going to get the defense moving. We can't let the ball die in our stick on offense, okay? It's just too tough. Too tough on us, too tough on the guy who has the ball, and it makes it super easy on their defense. So now we need a big defensive stand here. This game has been tied at 2-2, 3-3, 6-6, it wasn't tied again until it got to 10-10. And now St. X with a lead at 11-10, so. Now the people here are getting their money's worth. They may have lost a lot of gas money getting out here, but they, <laughs> it was worth the price of admission up to this point. Five different lead changes in this game, and the last one to St. X as they have the lead at 11-10 as fans of both teams on their feet with 3.18 to go in this one. I don't know how many timeouts the Bombers have left. I was thinking that was their last. 
but uh, not sure. Yeah, I don't see that. I think the Crusaders at least have one timeout left. I believe you're correct about that. Either. They're just going to have to step up and really play some pressure defense. X is going to try to keep the ball out of the Crusaders' hands. They're going to run the ball around. They're still going to attack the cage, make no, make no bones about it. So they're going to have to definitely play some pressure defense, but they're going to have to be on top of their slides because they're going to keep rolling guys through there. The refs are going to let this thing go. Down to two minutes, X is going to have to keep it in the box. And right now the clock just went below three. So you're going to watch X really just hold the ball now for a minute. The refs aren't going to make him keep it in until two minutes. Well, we're on the left side right now. Noah Reedy with three goals for St. X, including that go-ahead goal about a minute ago. St. X, again, back out of the box right now near midfield. Luke Ferransky with it as he's got a man on him, Lane Miller. Ferransky gets the box and pulls back out again. As the clock down under two and a half to go. Noah takes the pass now up high in the middle, outside of the box. He'll come in on that right side, get around the man, has an opening and sends a shot that bounces over the net. Big scramble for the end line, but St. X will win that one. They maintain possession with under 2.20 to go. X with the ball behind the Moeller net, coming up on the left side. Coming back up with a Trevor Gilmore. Gilmore gets a big pressure, and then a flag comes out. Are you kidding me at this point me? in the game? This is unbelievable. I cannot believe that. That's miserable. Braden Titus will get the call as we're down to two minutes to go. And that's a they got to push him out of the box. He's over there in the corner. Get him out of there. The ball on the turf finally broken up and picked right back up by St. X. Gilmore flips it off, lost the handle of the ball, and finally gathered up by Dalmeyer as the whistle blows the play dead. Bunch of St. X players down on the turf. I cannot even believe That's what I'm seeing terrible here. terrible call. I cannot believe they call that this juncture in the game. This is just pressure defense. If they want to call a slash, they could call it any time on the St. X Bombers defensive end. That's all they do is press out and hammer, hammer, hammer with the stick. That's a miserable time to find, make a call. They hadn't made a call in the better part of five minutes or so, but now with just under a minute 50 to go, it'll be a one-minute slash on the Crusaders as St. X will get a big man-up opportunity and a one-goal lead right now. I'll tell you what, that's a tough time to make a call as St. X will. They'll ha still have to keep it in the box. If Moeller can get a chance, get a tip on the ball, anything, get this thing outside the box, it would behoove them to put a little pressure on. I know it's tough, but you know what? You're down a goal, and you're down a man as well. St. X trying to come around, a pass into the middle. Nice catch, but then losing the ball. Noah Reedy tracking it down off the turf. Has it, and then a timeout call by St. X. Is Reedy able to get the loose ball? I guess they did have a timeout left. So that timeout will come under a minute 20 to go. What time was the penalty? The penalty for slashing was at 144, so the Crusaders will have 44 seconds left if they can kill this off to try and tie things up. And That's still plenty of time. The problem is they just have to get the ball back. Well, they need a big X is going to run around with it inside the box and try to play keep away. Uh, the Crusaders are just going to have to keep the pressure on. At some point, they may have to pull the goalie and pull a little double team in there to try to create a turnover. There's 38 seconds left on the penalty on Titus. A minute 12 left in the fourth quarter. 
they're going to have to wait until they're even strength before they think about this, pulling this goalie out, creating a double-team situation. So St. X taking the timeout, a man-up situation. Again, though, boy, that, that is a tough, tough call. A final from Upper Arlington. They win it 13-6 over Kilbourne. So Upper Arlington will move on to the state final four to meet the winner of this game next Wednesday night in Centerville. Crusaders are going to need a little comeback action here inside the final minute plus. It's going to be tough, but this is why you play the games. You may be down, you got to suck it up, and you got to get after it. Now Gilmore's got 10 seconds to get it in the box before they're going to make him keep it in. And yep. now they have to keep it in. They just got it in the box. So Noah Reedy has it top left corner. He wanted to shovel it off, had that angle cut off. He'll retreat back with the ball. He'll pass it over left side. Gilmore has a GLE behind the net from Gosley back to Gilmore. We should be back at even strength. I'm not sure what's going on here. It was going to come with 44 seconds left as now TJ Rotello heads back into the hunt. So back to even strength to the kill for the Crusaders. X almost threw it away. They got the ball behind the Moeller net. Crusaders need a turnover as we're getting near 30 seconds remaining. Ball loose on the turf, but picked, well lost. Picked off the back of the net. Near the side of the net, big hit, and another penalty coming up as a flag on the turf. X has the ball and hit the official. Oh, this has gotten out of hand here in the final minute. X just running around now as we're under 20 seconds to go. Gilmore has the ball, passes it back off. Under 10 seconds to go. X is going to win the game. They've got the ball, just holding on to it in the corner, and that'll do it. St. X holds off the Bombers, or uh, holds off the Crusaders. And with a little help from the Crusader, or from the officials, the St. X Bombers will move on to the state final four as they hold off the Crusaders and win it by a final of 11 to 10. That is, Greg, that's really not the way you want to see, see the season end. Not just with the loss, but you really don't want to see the officials make an impact into the game. And I know I'm a biased spectator, but I'll tell you what, you want to not even know the officials are around when you're watching any type of event. And I'll tell you, we knew those officials were here. It seemed like every minute of every quarter, they were putting their flag out on the field. And that's just a shame. You had two teams who were willing to put it all out there. And it's a shame it came down like this, especially for those seniors. I hate to see that for the seniors. Congratulations to the St. X Bombers. Just really, really distraught over how this game went on and how it ended. Well, and these two teams battled tooth and nail on there. And to have a couple of calls that go against you like that, you really hate to see something like that happen. And again, give St. X credit. They were down by two as they were down and then scored three straight goals from uh, the seven-minute mark in and evaporated what was at that point a 10-8 molar lead. And they hold off the Crusaders scoreless the final seven minutes of the game. And St. X will go on to their second straight state final four. And now hopefully represent Cincinnati. We'll wish them luck tomorrow. We, we it's going to take a few hours. We'll wish them luck tomorrow. Exactly. Right, it's going to take a few hours to settle. But final score here tonight as St. X comes from behind. They win it by a final score of 11 to 10. And that will end the career of a number of seniors, including Braden Titus, your son. Great career. I know, I know it's uh, emotional. and It, it is emotional. Yeah. I, I'm going to be sad to see these guys uh, not play anymore. This has been a great brotherhood, a great team. Uh, these guys were with them in 2017 when they won the state championship. 
sad to see it end this way uh, for these seniors and this Crusader team. I'm going to be back with four more years. I got another kid coming <laughs> into the program, so unfortunately well, you can't get rid of me yet. I like it. it. I'll, I'll, you know what? The more games we do, you're, you're welcome. You, Sean, whoever we can get up here. I mean, we appreciate everybody here. But for the seniors, uh, Brendan Sigurdsson, uh, we, we can't not talk about what Brendan Sigurdsson has meant to this program as uh, he ends up, what, uh, number three all-times on goals. He ends up number one in assist and number two in scoring, ending his career as tonight uh, he did end up with a goal in the game as uh, Brendan Sigurdsson ended up with one goal on the night, no assist, which, believe it or not, that's kind of hard to believe considering he's the all-time assist leader. He did actually have an assist. Oh, did they? We'll yeah. add one in. Yeah, I think we – Missed that on the uh, stat sheet here. Okay, but um, I, I do want to congratulate everyone. Congratulate these seniors: Jake Bambauer, Ben Dahlmeyer, Reese Boggs, Colin O'Brien, Brendan Sigurdsson, Lucas Salzano, Dylan Warner, Cole Grillo, Blake Gillis, and Braden Titus. All ten seniors. What a great season! What a brotherhood! That's something they're never going to forget. Um, it, it, it's going to take them a while to get the bad taste out of the mouth. But th that's what life is all about. You know, you get punched in the mouth, you get knocked down, things don't go your way, you got to come back. So they're learning some life lessons right here. It, it doesn't taste good, but that's just the way life is. And, and these, these two teams battle so hard, they know each other. A lot of these guys play on other teams. Yeah, they'll, they'll play in the summer and, and some of their box teams. And yeah, these younger, summer guys, lacrosse. these younger guys are going to play together. Uh, they have played together for years, and, and they'll continue to play together for years to come. But what a great Southwest Ohio HSAA battle. It certainly was. Better of it, though, goes to the St. X Bombers as they come from behind in the fourth quarter, and they beat the, the Muller Crusaders by a final score of 11-10. Crusaders' season ends at 15-7. and Three straight trips to the regional finals, though, and, uh, and you mentioned it. You know, Dwayne, you've got another son coming through the program. This team is, is not left empty-handed. There's still some players. This program is going to continue to do what it's done. They've got a, a lot of talent on with those underclassmen, and they've got a huge freshman class coming in with some talent that they'll cultivate over the next couple of years. So the varsity program here is going to be strong. They're doing a great job. Uh, Coach Aloisio at that JV level, he's doing a great job yes, cultivating is. this talent, bringing these kids along. And they're going to be fun to watch for years to come. And that's the way it is on both sides with both of these teams. But Crusaders are going to be fun. We'll be back out here to watch <laughs> them come February when the snow's flying. It's not the ragweed and it's not 87 <laughs> degrees. It's 27 degrees or less. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is true. So Cole Grillo, three goals in the night. Dylan Warner had two. Lane Miller, two. Sigurdsson and Becker had one apiece. That totals up the 10 molar goals, but not enough as they fall to the St. X Bombers, who are the Region 4 champs, will head to the state finals, uh, state final four to play Upper Arlington next Wednesday night. And best of luck to the St. Xavier Bombers, the defending D1 state champs. Let's keep that uh, state championship down here in Southwest Ohio like it's been the last two years. There you go. They've had uh, this is the third year it's been sanctioned by the state of Ohio with the OHSAA. And uh, we'll see if another Cincinnati team can take it again. Uh, the championship hasn't been out of Cincinnati since it's been sanctioned. Yep, it's been a lot of fun to watch this develop. And tough one tonight, though. The Crusaders fall here to the St. X Bombers, your final score, 11-10. Dwayne, appreciate it uh, very much, man. It's been a blast having you up here the last couple games. And look forward to it. We'll do it again some more next year. Thanks for having me. It's been fun.
And uh, best of luck to Braden. Yep, thank you. We appreciate it. Yep, there you go, Dwayne Titus. Uh, appreciate him being here tonight. I'm Greg Waddell. We appreciate uh, you listening in. Not only tonight, but all season long. A big thanks, as always, to our executive producer, Rob Ebel, and our on-site producer here tonight, my son, 2016 Molar grad, Zach Waddell. I'm Greg Waddell. Thank you so much for listening in all season long to all our uh, broadcast here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Good night. <laughs>